Welcome back, everybody. Uh, that's all I had. Sweet intro. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I was expecting you to break out into song or something. No, no, no. That's all. Just an A minor. Just the first, the yeah. first chord of a potential song, perhaps. Exactly. Potential theme song. House of the Rising Sun, among them. Indeed. Oh yeah, that was one of the first ones I ever learned on guitar. Yeah. Well, you, so, play, um, you play the hell out of that A minor. Uh, Checking in, chord. everybody. It's <laughs> my chord. Check, Check in. in. Welcome to. Uh, uh, episode 11 of the Ejaculation Podcast. Um, I guess we don't have to explain the name this time. <sighs> We've heard it a couple of times. That's kind of cool. I don't think anybody who's ever come on the podcast has actually heard anything from it, let alone about it. If you listen to all the episodes, at least nine out of the 11 we've done, uh, <laughs> we're like, welcome back to the Ejaculations Podcast. And they're like, wait, what? What, what are we, talking about? <laughs> and we and we have to explain the name but it's, it's on every single horrible. episode so it's like yeah. so well it's the first initials of evan justin so i'm the first guest who's actually who actually listened well to the show before. yeah but now we've kind of done it all no. again anyway well that's true yeah doesn't matter because now welcome rowan whatever thank you it's great to be our here. first celebrity guest <laughs> we actually had uh nikki raisins on uh, uh for Oh, River River Raisins. I I I've never actually seen him play, but oh, he's the man. Okay, good. it was a great it was a great episode. You should listen to that one. You guys should have had a guest mix. It was hilarious. Well, we weren't even planning on having a guest. It was just he was, oh, in, the was, studio, was in the studio, and he, he was, was just kind of like hanging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, dude, you want to like be on this thing? He's like, yeah, sure. He must have been great. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. I love that guy. He was so cool. he had the best stories. It was I haven't crazy. seen him yet since I've been in town. Did, wait, he was he would usually do Corova with you, right? Yeah, yeah, but he took, day, a, he, he took a he took a step back from the night I heard. I thought he was going to be there on Monday, but uh, he wasn't. Shame, shame. Shout out to uh, Young Raisins. See young Raisins. See you Saturday. Is see that you Saturday Raisins. His name? Uh, his a... name is actually Nick. No! Sorry. No, he said that. Oh, we bleeped it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you don't get to actually know. Wait, yeah. is but is young raisins? Remember, yo, did like, you guys have kid pics? As, as yeah, kid? yeah, yeah. Of course. Remember when you when you erase something and it would go? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that was the best. That. Or or my favorite was to um like press the explosion button like a bunch of times in yeah. a row. Yeah. So the whole. Did like, you guys ever have desktop destroyer? Uh no. Desktop destroyer took a screenshot of your desktop. This was in Windows 95, and it took a screenshot of your desktop as, like, the basis for this, like, destructo game. And so you'd have, like, a thumb that was, like, if you dried it across the screen, it would smudge your desktop. And mm-hmm. it would go... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'd have, like, a, an eraser head and, uh, like, explosions and stuff. It was great. It looked like you were destroying a computer. What I, I, never I, heard of it. I hate that you can't get MS Paint anymore. Or can you? I think you can probably run it as a... Um, um, an emulator. They actually just released something like twenty-four. No, that doesn't make sense. Twenty-four hundred um, MS DOS games for free that you can play in your browser. Whoa, really? So like old Don't Street Fighter. Um, like, yeah, it's a it's a crazy pack. This is the craziest pack of Us cigarettes Canadians, I've ever seen. Man. Although you can't open it upside down, right? As Otherwise, I've done many times. In the snow, have you done that? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Brutal. Oh God. Yeah, free MS DOS games. Did you, there's, did you know that there was porn games for MS DOS? Uh, no. Well, now you no. do. Now you do. The only porn games I remember were from, um, uh, like, 
in the early days of flash animation where you mm. could play like um orgasm girl orgasm girl or there was some weird um like uh, what do you call those ga- like rpg games where you're like it's like it's like a oh, yeah, version like, of pokemon yeah. and you like trying go to get a girlfriend to you're trying to and swim. then you you go into one little uh room and then it's just like this crazy like sex image thing yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like japanese animation it was pretty creepy it's pretty creepy but I don't know. <coughs> but I was also like, as a 12-year-old, I was like, oh, 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 I've never seen that before. Actually, I have to ask, because it, this is ejaculations. Yeah. Um, and we're talking Twice. about... Twice. And <laughs> Oh, word. Okay, what about you, Andrew? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Go on. I, I don't know if this is... Uh, if this is you know. All go- everything goes here, man. All right, when was the uh, first time you masturbated? I remember it clear as day. Wait, do you mean like masturbate or like first time I actually like Okay, yeah, actually that's that's different. That's a yeah. good question. I don't remember the first time that I masturbated because I like, didn't know what since to do I was it. a young, young, young infant. I remember probably. the first time that I came though. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't that the most crazy moment Absolutely ever? Absolutely. Yeah, I, rem- yes. I, I remember it. I was yeah. there. It was crazy, dude. You were going insane. Yeah, Don't you remember? Yeah. That was a wild yeah, scene. Yeah, Monday was a weird night. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> 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 no, mine was. Um, I don't remember the first time I masturbated. Um, I think it was just a series of like that feels funny into like working your way up. But I was at a. I was at like my a family friend's um, like timeshare. I think we were in the mountains or something, and I went into the shower, and I figured it out. But it was like so fucking mind blowing that I like lost control of my body and fell into the shower curtain and ripped it off. And I hear my parents like knocking, like, hey, oh is everything God. okay in there? I'm like, oh, yeah. You think oh, you have wait, epilepsy or something? A, this is actually a better question. Okay. <clears throat> have you ever been caught masturbating by one of your parents? Um, no, not directly. I, one time, uh, see, my room was set up so that um, the, the door of the room would go in, and then on the opposite wall was my computer desk. So my back would be facing the, the door to my room. So if somebody You're came not that in. broad. What do you mean? They can see the fucking screen. Yeah, yeah, but it was I, I live downstairs, so I, yeah, I could always wide shoulder. My room was <laughs> my room was downstairs. I always noticed that. So if you. somebody was coming down the stairs, I could hear them coming down, and I'd like just pull up my pants, and, and it'll be fine. But one time, I guess my mom was wearing really like slick slippers or something, I and I, I didn't completely a different direction. No, well, that's another story. Uh, and she like knocked on my door and I was like, ah, fuck, no. And then she just walked in. Like it was the knock and then open. Yeah, right. And that's the parents. Right. And I had yeah, just yeah, enough yeah. time. Yeah, fuck them. I had just enough time to close the window or I just turned off my computer monitor or something. <laughs> You're just then, sitting there in front of then, a black I, screen. Yeah. And I, I wheel my chair and I'm like, hey, Mel, what's up? And I'm just sitting all the way forward. <laughs> yeah. Classic. And like, what are you doing? Classic. And then I, I thought I was like so slick, but now in retrospect, I know that she knew so exactly obvious. what I was doing, and that's why she got out of the room so fast. Uh, and I was hey, just, we're supposed to be interviewing you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was never caught directly, kind of like you said. Yeah. But uh, one time, you know, in my, in my house, you can it's wood floors, so I can hear anybody coming right, close right. to my room. So, um, my dad, I guess, was. Usually I can hear him coming from, you know, far away. So I have plenty of time to, uh, you know, disengage, cover the scene. But uh, this one time, I don't, I don't know. He was just kind of. Well, did you guys hear that? Oh, it yeah. happened already. 
the delay. Yeah, sorry about that. Give me one sec. And that was the <laughs> second time I got crabs. Wow. Yeah. That's a great that, that story. That was the best story I've ever I'm heard. I'm so glad, I'm glad that we had it recorded. We got it down, yeah. That's that the was, thing. A, that was probably amazing. never tell it again. No, so anyway, my uh, my dad is like somehow very stealth until he gets like right close to my door. So I just have enough time to kind of, you know, pull my pull up trow. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I didn't have time to quit. I only had time to, you know, dark out my screen. So uh, my dad comes in. And, and he wants to show you a YouTube video or something? <laughs> no, no. He just immediately is, you know, it's clear that I'm being very awkward and sitting funny. And uh, anything that he's talking about, I'm being like really eager about. <laughs> and uh, he just walks over to my computer and he like puts his hand over the like Brighton button. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he just goes, that's what I thought. Oh, God oh what a dick. I know. <laughs> It's kind of like being a dick, but it's also kind of just like... I was eh, also thinking if I had kids, cool. I would just fuck with them all the time. Just like. Yeah, I think in that situation, that's probably exactly what I would yeah, do. I, I don't know. I think I would just like have a conversation when they turn like six. Be like, yo, uh, you want? I'll give you some porn that isn't like weird ass. Don't go looking for shit because you're going to find some weird shit. Here's some like really high production value, man loving a woman kind of stuff or really? a man loving a man or a woman loving a woman whatever I would, I would avoid the whole conversation altogether because that's, that's uh, what i think fucked me up my parents never talked yeah to me about i wish that I, shit. I wish i had you know like really some kind of yeah, yeah sure i've got a cousin who um their i mean their their parents my aunt and uncle very very fucking open like like they'll have conversations just like oh hey so uh did you did you get lucky last night he was, he was like 16 17 and mm-hmm. she's like that the aunt would, um, you know, make sure he had condoms. She'd like buy condoms for him. They'd like talk about weed. That like just completely. Oh, as open. far as, as far as that stuff, I'm with you. But just in terms of like, well, the sex stuff jerky. is important too. No, 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 not sex. Like sex for sure. That's important. But like, you ask me. Yes. Uh, but just like jerking off, like you figure it out. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah, but because there are good like, and bad, you know, masturbation practices. Like there was this. There was this. Uh, I like the self, the self, sex ed dude that came into one of my freshman classes and gave a talk all about you know how to put a condom on, etc. In high school, and uh, he was just really cool. So we all actually listened to him. Right. And one of the things he talked about was like, make sure that you uh, that you take care when yeah. you masturbate. Like, be yeah. good to your penis. Yeah. Like, don't do other, the death can, grip. Yeah. Don't. You know. Use. Have you heard about the death grip? Uh, Apparently, it, well, I mean, Dan Savage talks a lot about you it. You mean like guys who jerk off too much? and then No, not too much, but like squeeze way too hard and oh then can never God. be satisfied. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other oh. than like, aside from doing damage, <clears throat> permanent damage to your penis, oh, but no. like, like you squeeze it so fucking hard for 10 years out of your life and then you finally get laid and it's just like, like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> you just, you, like, you, you get nothing. <laughs> I just heard that for the first time somewhere in like a... A movie or something. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know what movie. I've heard it many, many times. It's in something. Yeah. I've heard it many times. I think it has, uh, like, it, when you call a girl a slut, it's like... Oh, that's what it it's is. It's like throwing that's a hot dog down a hallway. Yeah, yeah. I heard Maybe that. Maybe it just means you got a small dick. Right. It sounds like something Matthew McConaughey said in one of his early films. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Maybe that's where this, where this mysterious Probably accent's coming cuff. from. Do you guys know the uh, the song in Wolf of Wall Street was all him? 
That was just like improvised. I actually haven't I even seen it. Or totally he, he came up with it. He came up with it. Yeah, That's, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I haven't his, seen it. His scene, oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah. No. His oh, scene, really? That's. I thought I was only, sure that was in the movie. I was sure that must have been based on something. Like maybe, maybe. Like what he's just singing a song. Isn't isn't everything? Have you have you seen the movie? No, I just said I haven't seen it. Oh, I didn't hear you. Listen to me. Sorry. It's all about listening. Uh, anyway, he he steals the movie from really uh, yeah. In Good. Like 10 he minutes. has a very yeah small cameo, and he is the best part of the movie. What do you think of that movie, Rowan? Uh, I had a great time uh, for yeah. such a long movie. I was never bored. Yeah, you know, I think I have. Uh, I I, re- re- I get restless after about ninety minutes mm. of most films. Yeah. So even when it goes past the <clears throat> ninety minute mark, I start to get a little start to think yeah. about other things I could be doing. Right. Um, or you're just like, oh, is it going to end any time? With that soon? film, I just, I was, yeah. I never thought about anything else. I uh, was totally enthralled. I was never antsy for the ending, but I remember being like, by between the second hour and the third hour, just being exhausted. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's still going. Oh no. But like, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like that's, I, I didn't feel that way necessarily. But it, it, it was different than being like bored of the movie. I, it was just like a feeling of like fatigue Maybe from everything yeah, like, that was happening in the, yeah, in the movie. You feel, and, you feel his fatigue. And it, I guess. But, I, but it was like, that's brilliant. Cause that's the point that's in the a point, way, yeah. you know, like it, when he, it's uh, how excessive actually, it is. I can't, I don't no, I don't, yeah, don't spoil it, but I hope to see it eventually. You know what? I've had so many opportunities to see it, but I, it's just like, like a, eh, uh, I don't, is that the one I that, that Louis wouldn't C.K. Call has it a, a cameo? View. No, that's American no. Hustle. Oh, that's the one. Oh, I didn't he, know he was in that. Oh, you guys have seen the clip. He's of the best. The mashup. Uh, I haven't seen American Hustle, but hey, I guess uh, there's don't this. Bother. Have you seen the mashup of uh, the Louis C.K. bit talking about like anybody who goes, anybody who's a student in inside the actor's studio, they're just wasting their fucking yeah. money. Have you seen this mashup? No. Okay, so Louis C.K. has got a bit, and he's talking about, like, you know what? These poor fucking kids, they're, like, sitting inside the actor's studio, and they're just, like, asking Sean Penn, like, how do I become a great actor? Like, Sean Penn's going to give you any fucking advice as, right. as to how to become an actor. And then it cuts to Bradley Cooper yeah. inside the actor's studio as asking, a student, yeah, yeah, asking yeah. Sean Penn. I was about Penn, to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, asking Sean Penn about, like, hey, uh, so what do you think, blah, 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 blah. And then it cuts to a scene in American Hustle where Bradley Cooper just, like, comes in and like gives louis ck a noogie and he like makes like, fun oh, of him yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's brilliant it's, it's just like so funny that is awesome like t- uh, 15 20 years of like of the build-up for a joke that seems oh, kind of right. accidental Bradley cooper is in american hustle too yeah he has a, uh david o russell did it right yeah and he did um he did huckabees and silver linings yeah, yeah yeah it's so bizarre to me that the guy who did i heart huckabees did those movies I never saw oh, Silver Linings, but I saw Huckabees. Huckabees is fucking awesome. I that's love that. One of my favorite I've movies. That's his, so many times. That's his best one. You either love it or absolutely hate it. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, had I've so never many seen people so when I tell them. For, for a long time, that was I could say with confidence that that was my favorite movie. And yeah, my most my most watched. It's so yeah. fun because it's so like easy that. to just. Throw Dustin Hoffman is the whole thing with the sheet where he's like talking <laughs> about re- the nature of reality. And yeah. this is a hammer. And this is an orgasm. And this is Paris. Yeah, it's all the blanket. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And American Hustle, I didn't like it all, though. I did like uh, S- Silver Linings. I can't say what I didn't like about it. Well, I can say this. I didn't like the ending. Of Silver Linings? Of Silver Linings. I never, I never, I saw never even saw it, but I thought it was just like a chick flick kind of thing. The the ending is is what kind of seals its fate as Maybe it's just flick. the title and the, and the poster. The title and poster make it seem really, like, really rom-com. Silver Linings the, Playbook, it almost reminded me of like... 
50 days of summer or what 500 days or, of summer. Or like well, Nick and Nora's actually, infinite it's about, playlist or something It's about like a guy that. with manic depression and it there's some pretty serious stuff being tackled in the film. Huh. Yeah, it's but, about uh, like mental illness and stuff and yeah. Jennifer Lawrence won a fucking Oscar for it, I think. Yeah, really? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They were both very good in it. So many movies to see. I was just so at my first NFL game uh, last month. Ooh. Almost exactly a month ago and the uh tailgate was just like the tailgating scene in that movie oh really just rowdy yeah yeah you were telling me about this fights it was crazy that's crazy Mm -hmm. a lot of actual tailgates trucks i imagine oh yeah like cool we're talking trucks that are they're like transformers like they just they unfold into full-blown like ibiza clubs i'm from (laughs) oil berta man i know i know the i know the fucking story Jets game uh, I went trucks. to wasn't really trucks. anything like that. Mind you, I got there at like the last I was gonna seven say. minutes of the game. Which is <laughs> yeah, that, the, the tailgate story. actually You gotta tell this story because it's... Before that, so... It's really, you know, yeah. self-deprecating and hilarious. Yeah, it was horrible. I, man, I Okay, so I was coming from Katona, New York, staying at my friend's house for like a big annual uh, sort of Oktoberfest party. And uh, I had tickets with my roommate, Mike to go see the Broncos play the Jets. And Mike is a huge Broncos fan. And we were we wanted to go see the Patriots Broncos because our other friend Arthur is a big Patriots fan. And we were going to go to Boston to see this game. And it was just too expensive. But then the same weekend I was in New York, the Broncos were playing the Jets. And Mike was just like, we, we, we have to go. And Mike just like bought a bus ticket to come down with me like on a total whim. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be so perfect. Oh. And then <clears throat> so I, we have this big Oktoberfest party. And then my early, early ride that uh, was going to get me to... Um, was that not for Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was okay, Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. And, it was. Yes. And uh, <laughs> my uh, early, early ride, this one friend of mine who was getting an early lift back in t- uh, to the train station to catch the train back to the city. Was that Emily? That was Emily. Yeah. And that would have given, given me way more than enough time, but I'm just like... And then I called her, but she didn't answer her phone as they were leaving, and I was just like woke up in the nick of time, and I was chasing the car down the... Street like, hey, wait, no, no. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I could still catch the train to uh, get there if I catch the eleven o'clock when the game starts at like one or something like that. And so, if everything is timed out perfectly, I should get there in time for kickoff. If you go in the right direction, right. And so, <laughs> I, what happened? I missed. I, I got to the okay. I got to what's the central station or Penn Grand Central? Grand Central, yeah. And then I got on, uh, bought my ticket to go up to MetLife, but they just gave me the complete wrong information. <laughs> Plus, I'm an idiot, so I just got fucking lost, and I missed the train. They told me to go to the wrong platform, and then I finally got to the right platform. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to miss the first quarter. Damn it. Oh, this is, uh, whatever. I'll catch, I'll catch most of the game. Meanwhile, Mike's just at the game on time <laughs> like an adult. Would yeah, like a normal human Follow being. the schedule and, you know. Actually, I would have done the exact same thing. And I then, wouldn't have even made it to the end. So I finally got on the, the MetLife train and the, and the woman said, I was like, how many stops is it to the station? And she says, well, it's one st- stop. <laughs> well, it's two. It's two, uh, You have to... I was asking I about. I can see, I can see why. I was <laughs> asking about like the like how long does it take? She's like, well, it's ten minutes from this one, but then it's another ten minutes from the 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 stop. So in my head, that translated to it's two stops on the train. So uh, I stay on the train, and then oh, I see the right. stadium, and I'm like, oh, that, that must yes. be the stadium there. And then I and you keep going, and I think it's like, oh, it's it's the next stop, and then I, the stadium just like <laughs> fades. Oh, I never the knew distance, you saw it. Fades oh, no. away into the distance. I'm like, hang on. 
Because what oh, I didn't know is you have to get off. Uh, I forget the the stop, but then there's another <laughs> train that's specifically for going to MetLife Stadium, and so then I have to take take the train back, which is like another forty minute wait because the <laughs> trains don't run that often. And oh, it was so horrible. I was actually in tears on the on the platform. I was <laughs> no literally <way>. crying. <laughs> and oh, this guy no. came over, and I was talking to some some dudes. Oh. I actually got a really good sort of education about football from these actual <laughs> americans who were i was like i'm on the my, my way to the game and they all felt really bad for me it was great oh, cry, and i was wearing like my broncos hat and oh. some people were like oh you're broncos fans like yeah i'm going to the game <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> i get there and then the train to the stadium isn't running at that point because the game's almost over and i guess they started up again after the oh, game's no. over oh, to pick people but, up but they're like, I'm like, how do I get to the stadium? I'm like, you have to take a taxi. So then I'm like, oh, looking for a taxi. <laughs> I had to like shit. take out money with my credit card, which ended up costing me a lot more money than it should have. And then I finally get there and I'm like, oh, I need to get into the game. It's like, it's, it must still be going. It's still going. It's like, and I'm like, I need to check my bag. I'm like, they're like, you want to go in to the stadium? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I have, to, I have to go into the stadium right now. It's like, fine, fine, fine. And uh, I pick up my ticket at Will Call and I run and I finally get my seat and there's literally seven minutes left in the game. Oh, no. And uh, Mike's just Which is like, That's Mike's like two laughing. more hours in football time though, right? Not at that point <laughs> in the game. No, they were kind of running out the clock. Oh, it was like a blowout, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, not a total blowout, but the Broncos beat them pretty bad. But I did see a touchdown. I did see Peyton Manning score a touchdown. So oh, there you go. Cool. So, yeah. So it was it was you can it say was that. worth it. Yeah, yeah. I got to see Peyton Manning like like you know congratulating or like with his fans and stuff like that. And so so it was, was totally worth game, it. Was that the game where he broke a record? He no, no, no. That was much that was much later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, MetLife Stadium for the record is it's so horribly it. located. Really? Oh yeah. So but but the the train took me past the stadium and I was in Newark, New Jersey, <laughs> which is like really depressing. <laughs> And oh, it was. I felt it was so shitty. I've always liked so how close Newark and New York are, and they sound so similar. Yeah, I know. Newark, New York. But that whole trip was just Newark. wrought with mix-ups and missing trains and getting on the wrong train. And then me and I like lost Mike at one point. He like got on the subway without me. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then I, I tried. I remember to, then, in that same that same weekend we got we got on the wrong we train, got on the wrong train. But we we actually worked it out. It was okay. But. Yeah, it was way less of a big deal than it really taught me to like make specific plans and like actually follow train schedules to a t when you travel in new york otherwise you just get oh wait and we also that same weekend we got because i was talking about the subway to the to to eli's birthday party no well there was that and then we also got on the wrong like Metro North train to Banks to Banks's house. place because but okay. we got just enough Luckily, info yeah. from Banks that we were doing the wrong thing right and we just we hopped off at the like last possible stop and we were able to get on the right train Ooh. yeah Ooh. so luckily luckily just... you were there with me otherwise it would have been the exact same <laughs> MetLife disaster right. and no tears left you know? to right. cry yeah yeah <laughs> So so, give me a little, give me a little inside scoop. What's what's Thanksgiving like? I've I've heard a lot about it. Uh, it's great. It's a, there's like a it's essentially an Oktoberfest party that his parents throw. Right. And they buy a shit ton of beer Ooh. and a shit ton of like bratwurst sausages. Oh. And yeah. they just do an incredible meal. And uh, Banks is, and their house is just gorgeous. They live in this beautiful house in Westchester County, mm. and uh, it's just a great party house yeah meaning that like what makes a great party house to me is just different zones yeah of 
of where the party can go. Like, so there was the back porch, there was the upstairs, there was the kitchen, there was like the there was other that bedrooms. Tree outside, there was a little mattress on the ground. There's that little tree outside on the mattress on the ground. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was super great for Andrew. Yeah, was it? And I've I've not had sex, but like hooked up with a chick every time. I'm on three times, so I'm like three for three, three different yeah. girls. It was great. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Ooh. It was it was dope. And the, the funny thing was, the last trip I was there, uh, I ended up, this, this girl who was a friend of um, Beg's sister, towards the end of the night, I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to hook up tonight. I'm just like, blah, 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 I'm drunk, whatever, I don't give a shit. At one point, she like taps me on the back, she's like, does anybody want to smoke weed outside? And I'm like, I, I, I will. <laughs> and so... She, I, th- I thought she was going to go to the back porch, but then she just like proceeds to run into the forest. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I'll come along. And then, it, you know, one thing led to the next. But that was not the actual rewarding um, thing about that trip because it the I, I rode home, the, it was, it was the, the trip home yeah. with, uh, I won't say her name just because, but like, <laughs> uh, do you remember the other girl who was going to yeah. like hang out with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually like really hit it off on the train ride and she was going to come hang out with us. I remember. Yeah. But then it didn't, it didn't work out because she was Long Island, whatever. On Monday or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Sunday um, night, Sunday night. Yeah. But then she like later hit me off, hit me up on Facebook and we've like since then been having like an ongoing relationship via Facebook chat. That relationship. Is, yeah. Wow. And it's gotten to the point where it's like kind of like sort of he- heating up here and there, you know, and it's like... Is this why you want to go to school then? Very... Well, I... No, I don't... I do, but I, it's too expensive. <laughs> okay. So I'm not really trying Are for that anymore. Are you having Facebook Messenger sex? No, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. But has it, has it gotten to the point where... I mean, we haven't named any names, so this is fine. But where it's like... You're like, oh, I just want you so bad. Oh, I just wish. Yeah. I just wi- Oh. Oh, hey, yeah. that's cute. Oh, it has got to that. I just yeah. wish you were here right now. Oh, the things I would do to you. It's not that dirty. Excuse me. It's still kind of like innocent, but it's pretty clear. That was a very dirty voice. <laughs> that was gross. No, I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to go lower, but I think but it's, it's just I've been. My ears are <laughs> feel defiled. You can, clean, you can clean them out. I need to listen I to like some, some tips. <laughs> some like classical violin or something just to, just to, <laughs> to clean cleanse my yourself. Yeah. <laughs> This is like three uh, days of me in the studio with paps and cigarettes. So like yeah. anything going on with my voice, blame it on. Oh, I actually, I have a story to tell that is just a couple days old yeah. and also involves somebody that I can't mention. Okay. Um, mostly because I haven't actually told her yet, even though <laughs> I, I will. Okay. But basically the other night I went to um, a gathering at uh, my friend's house here in Montreal. You say that, oh, like I got, like just to get together? Like a... Like magic, I guess, I the mean, gathering. Was, yeah, I was like, you said gathering, very like. Okay. It was like a. It wasn't quite. It was not quite a dinner, not quite a pre-drink. Like okay. it, it, it was a pre-drink because yeah, we were gathering. going out, but okay. we listened to um, Bollywood music and got, uh, you know, some Park X Indian delivered. Oh, that's so awesome! Cool. It was kind of equal parts. Anyway, I was on my way, and I have no service uh, while I'm here in Canada, so I get to the house and I'm ringing the buzzer. Nobody's answering. It's freezing. It's freezing cold this night. It's two nights ago. All right. And uh, like my legs feel like I'm actually not even wearing pants. Uh, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess cold. that point. So I start to buzz other buzzers. You know how sometimes when you're really desperate, you'll just yeah. be like, ah, somebody will yeah. buzz me in. <laughs> None of them sound like they're doing anything. Okay. So I'm just like, okay, okay. I remember one of these girls mentioning to me that they their new apartment is a basement apartment. So 
I start peering into one of the windows oh, God. of a basement apartment there. The only one you can actually like see from the doorway. And it's there's like a desk. Um, there's nothing that, that makes it really evident that it's um, their apartment. So sure. I decide not to knock on the window. Right. But I'm like, oh, there's another window over here um, with that, that has like a, an opening, pretty big opening. So I'll look in that opening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you should do you it into the con- microphone. No, I forgot you had a condenser it's microphone. A thing, it's a good thing everything. you don't have a, a mic down yeah. <laughs> at your ass. Anyway. Um, you mean a, you so mean a bad thing. I look, I look down into this window. Right. And I'm like, trying to see for clues that it's their like living room or something and then somebody like steps into the you know to my my uh view right and i'm like oh my god that's a person oh my god that's a naked person there it is oh my god that's a full frontal (laughs) naked woman and i like i'm like step back i'm like oh jesus like what if that's one of my friends and then the thought crosses my mind like oh jesus what if it's (laughs) not it's like really bad and so I, you know, I turned on like roaming just to call one of them because I'm right. at this point I'm just like, what it's gonna the cost fuck? you like a thousand dollars. I know. <laughs> and I just all I have to do is call some somebody who's twenty feet away from me. Right. But uh, my friend comes and lets me in, and um, I'm like so curious about what apartment I'm gonna be let into. And sure enough, we go into that apartment. And wow. you haven't told uh, her yet. And I you didn't to- tell her as soon as you saw her. No, wait, because wait, we were with who, all these people. Uh, the, per- so the person you saw naked was the person you were was, going to see. Was my friend? Yes. Oh wow, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, I told. I told. That's uh, awesome. I told a couple of friends. And now you're telling the world in confidence, but I the haven't. The entire uh, world was listening. Well, yeah, but they don't know who it is. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Process of elimination. Elimination. Anyways, I uh, I actually got waved at. I was naked in somebody else's apartment after they had went to work a couple of days ago. You just or broke in and... Three, no. <laughs> yeah, they went to work. Waited till they went to work. Yeah, exactly. They went to work. I'd like to stick like a little, um, uh, like a piece of cardboard in the door mm-hmm. when they close it. So right. they think it's closed and then I can just sneak in and How smell How do you manage to, to sneak the piece of cardboard in? Well, they let me in once and then they kick me out because obviously I'm like, hey, do you have any panties I can smell? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Don't you hate that? Whatever, man. Whatever. It's we all have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah can we always be a little bit more open? Yeah. I know. I know. It, it's fucked up. But no, that, none of that is true. Um, I was invited I into somebody's house. Social media. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I blame cultural appropriation. I blame. I blame. I blame. I blame. Blame. I blame gentrification. That's the one. You got an Asian? An Asian? You want to blame? That's probably why they didn't let you smell their panties. Because they were just like, ugh, another white person in my neighborhood. No, that's it. I, I didn't want to just smell her panties. I wanted to smell her ceremonial headdress. But, uh, you know, they lock that up. <laughs> they don't let white people touch that. Um, yeah, that's one of the rules. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> where is this going? Oh, I was naked in, in some person's house. I'd, like, I was asleep. They went to work. I got up. I went to go have a shower. And the window was open. And so I'm just walking with it all out and uh, <laughs> I look over and it's like a, I guess a second story place and uh, there's kind of like a courtyard and I could see down into like onto the balcony of a first story place and like this old woman, like total, like classic old woman, like babushka clad, like the, like the, I don't know what you even call it, like a kerchief around her head. Sure. She's like smoking a yes. cigarette. She waved at me while I was naked. And I didn't feel as bad at that moment. Was she hot? Um, 
Uh, no. Yeah. I do don't you know. Guys, do you guys remember, uh, excuse me, Sophie, who she was the old Polish woman who lived next to my old apartment with Matt and Corey? I never met her. But did you ever see her? No, never saw her. I saw Madame Lee. Did you? Uh, I never. No, I was. I was always just like, be in the room whenever she's like, be quiet. She's oh like, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, anyway, I wait. But you guys weren't there when we brought her a poinsettia on Christmas Eve. No. No. Oh, that wasn't Christmas Eve. That was before our Christmas party. Um, right. And you I should have best Christmas party. We, we probably should talk about Christmas Eve, but Let's before do we that. do, all I wanted—I mean, it's not going to be that interesting, given that you haven't met her. But I went to my old apartment the other day. And like shed a single tear, oh. and I even rang the doorbell to see if I could like walk inside, oh. and nobody was there. I spent a lot, so much time in that apartment that every time I walk by it, and it's like on the way to my house. Yeah, so yeah I, me too. I walk well, by I, that, it. I was actually on the way to your house because you said you were oh, killing yeah. it at home, and so I went, and you weren't there. I haven't told you this yet, but I, I tried oh. to go like hang out with you. Yet oh. another, yet another uh, Canadian roaming problem. Ah, uh, you know, it's funny that you bring up poinsettias in old places no, that's because. Too bad. We, we, my friends and I moved into a place, um, very, very long story. Um, there was like a, a family, uh, of, of six. So a man and a woman, a uh, young couple with four kids mm-hmm. and a cat. And we were supposed to move into their place. And then the landlord emailed me. He's like, Hey, listen, uh, they, they haven't like finalized their new place yet. They're building it. Um, you want to talk to them about like sharing the space while for the first month you move in. I was like, uh, there's six of us. It was a huge house. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we ended up working out like, okay, the family will stay upstairs. We'll stay downstairs. Like six dudes, like smoking weed and drinking downstairs. Um, and the, the family upstairs can just like pretend we don't exist. Weird things were happening. Like the girls, like like seven to 12 year old girls would come down as we're like in our underwear smoking weed and just like, hey guys, what are you doing? We're like, this is wrong. Go, 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 go. But, uh, Anyway, so they ended up have some weed. They ended up moving out after like they tried to stay for another month and it got really fucking weird. But uh, mm-hmm. they ended up moving out, and then for Christmas, the woman came back. She's like, "Hey, we have a poinsettia for you. Here what, you go. What's a, what's a poinsettia? It's like a, a red Christmas you, you plant. You definitely know it if you saw it. Oh, okay. yeah, it's like it's a red leafed Christmas plant. Yeah, oh. it's just like very Christmassy. It's like in California they put them on their in the, on their stairs. Which yeah. you can't really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get plastic here. poinsettias here. But yeah, That's she gave true. us a poinsettia and we opened the door. We're like, oh, hey, thanks. And only now do I realize she had this like, like cock to her head. Like she wanted to come in and see the place. And we just closed the door in her face. We're like, hey, nice poinsettia. <laughs> and it still haunts me to this day. I'm like, oh, oh God, no. this poor lady. Anyway. Well, we brought, we brought Sophie one, one night um, before we did. Did either of you guys join for Bruz Actually? The all guys love Actually? Yeah. At the end. Guys only? After, after you were the there movie, at the yeah. end. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was before that because we did Bruz Actually and then we were going to have that Christmas party right. last Christmas and over a year ago now. And uh, so we brought Sophie a poinsettia. But nice. all, all I was going to say before is that what, because I was there. Sorry? Is that what you were trying to say? Is she's hot? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> but no, she, uh, she, I, I knocked on her door too. Cause we used to talk to her all the time. Like yeah. it's a wonderful thing about these Montreal townhouses that there's that little kind of the mini court. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could, yeah, you look so across. And we see. used to talk all the time and, uh, and I went and I knocked on her door and 
she actually didn't know me when I, when she first saw me. Whoa. She she kind of was speaking to me like I was some ragamuffin <laughs> who was going Wait, to so you wait, you went to see her like on this <laughs> like trip I, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Pretty oh, sketchy. Okay. When I was you. on the way to your house, I rang the doorbell. Uh, so I had to like explain who I was and she looked like she was like what is this guy trying to do? He's trying to con me. And then, I, and then it finally hit and it was right. really lovely. Like Aww. she remembered and we hugged. Was, was, was that the kind of thing where um, you throw a big, loud, noisy party, and she gets mad at you, but and then you bury the hatchet, and you like apologize, then you become friends or something. Uh, kinda, kind, not exactly. She was okay. always sweet, and uh, okay. you know, she she would only get mad about the parties after the fact. I, I gave her my cell phone number. That's it to yeah. call me, and she but call she me, wouldn't. not the cops. But she wouldn't though, and okay. she would just say like. Uh, you know, when the next time she saw us, sometimes it'd be weeks later, but she'd be like, you made a lot of, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of ruckus, a lot of party that night. And we'd apologize, but she was always really sweet, even though we probably kept her out every time. You know, speaking of Christmas, I, my plan for tonight was to get a a bottle of, um, damn it. And that. After the third time, I was like, all right, I need to change something. That's it. You need some kind of shampoo or yeah. something. You could just shave it bare. Apparently, that helps, but they burrow is, into the follicles. Well, that's what I did. And then... Uh, you, need the, you need the acid nothing, shampoo. Yeah. No, uh, no crabs for me yeah. ever since. I just mind. let them live. I, I don't mind. They're, yeah, they're just like little little things on you. I named really, them. Really, they don't... And well, yeah, I mean, I named mine when I had them. Right. Anyway... Uh, uh, I, w- I wanted to bring a bottle of Johnny Walker, but I've just been fucking hermiting in this. Uh, in speaking this, uh, of which, speaking so of which, we've got a, a, a decent replacement. Let's crack the uh, Jamaison. As uh, who brought that? Did you bring it in France? Yeah, of course, the brought, Irishman. Oh, very good. I brought some Irish whiskey. Very good. Have you guys seen Martin's Life on YouTube? Uh, no, I've only seen it in bits and pieces. In oh, it's person, the most but. brilliant thing! It's like this little YouTube. Uh, I, I guess. It oh, wouldn't... another Martin. I thought you were talking oh, about no. Martin's life. I was like, yeah. I've been <laughs> Have you seen Martin's it. life? <laughs> crazy! <laughs> that guy's a lunatic. Speaking of which, good for you guys getting Martin Law on the podcast. He was That's our first guest. Deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it was great. Uh, that was a great episode wow. too. Yeah, Slancha. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, there's a great cartoon on YouTube. You got to check it out, especially if you watch Game of Thrones. Um, it's a it's a like this YouTube cartoon made by a is it about a, a George R. Man, R. A, a guy from no it's not about Gurm, but um, <laughs> Gurm. that's a that's a Banksism right oh, there. Of course it is. Of course, <laughs> but uh, Martin's life is really. Oh, worth we checking have out. to somehow get Banks. Have you guys ever here. heard a uh, Cork accent to get him Cork? on the show? Cork, yeah. Like as like, in the town in Ireland. Oh yeah, no, I haven't. yeah. Well, it's a, it's a whole county as well as a city, right? Anyway, Martin's life is really worth looking at because this guy is just like watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> and this guy's like, is that Coronation Street? And he's like, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And he sees, uh, you know, the, the little person on Game of Thrones. He's like, is that a dwarf? Do they pay them, I wonder? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's great. That sounds awesome. And you should do it just to hear a Cork accent because it's a wonderful thing. And hmm. I just, I, I didn't do justice. It sounded pretty good. Well, would you, would you even know? It no, sounds like a more good. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like I got nothing kooky to Irish accent. <laughs> yeah. 
I know I it know. boggles my mind that my that. dad used to talk like that, but he, he, you know, he really refined his accent. Is that an intentional thing? Like, do you have to I intentionally? Think so. I think it is. Yeah, because uh. he, he has like that. You know, you know, like how how Kelsey Grammer talks that like, yes. that Fraser kind of pseudo British. Yeah. Like I tried to do for Peter in. I feel like that's almost life, more of a, a, of a theater story. thing. I feel like when he's speaking, it is, it's yeah, just like yeah. Well, my dad was my dad I just was, have uh, really good diction. My dad, <laughs> my dad was an actor and director. Okay, so, there it is. But um, I think he did also enjoy being in the states and having people able to understand him because like a right. proper like country accent from west cork is and probably just serious. like annoyed with the fact everybody's asking you all the time it's like where are you from it's like did you ever see that movie um once with about the guitar player yeah, yeah. I actually i got to go my dad's a, a member of the um forget what it's called but like some kind of irish film society in uh-huh. the bay area and so we got to go to a special screening with the stars and director. No shit. Yeah, it was amazing. And they, they, was, played, they played music from it, answered questions. Wow. After it that was a great movie. But I only bring it, it up because I remember my dad showed me the... Sorry, I'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass I'm trying to, to hand the man the whiskey. Trying, trying to talk about Ireland while you're like, I've seen me Irish whiskey. I can't do the same thing. Um, <clears throat> but it's there's that opening scene. And my dad was like, oh, we have to, we have to, you have to see this movie, Andrew. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. And he puts it in. And uh, it's that opening scene where he's talking to... Because he's a street singer, right? Oh, and he's no, talking yeah. to is that some documentary homeless about guy. Two people no, no, no. Like it's a, it's like a little sort of rom- like love it's story a movie about. But it's about it's about a, a guy in. Got, it's like, Dublin, right? It's Grafton it's Street, Dublin, and he's a yeah. he's a street. It's Glenn, bus, he's Glenn a Hansard and, from the uh, what was that band? I wouldn't. Know. I forget the band. He's the lead singer of of an Irish band. I forget. Uh, but he has that whole the frames. The frames, huh? He has that whole scene. He has that whole scene in the beginning. Not a proper They're not Irish even man. Irish. <laughs> They're from Boston. <laughs> from <laughs> yeah, Boston's Irish. Isn't but that what they like to say? Boston is Irish American. Yeah, and that's a whole. They like different... to call themselves Irish, don't they? It's some like, don't. Some really? don't. Actually, it's a like, lot of a lot of Irish Americans. Isn't that like, it's like are saying resentful of the Irish because Ooh. they feel that the Irish resent them. Well, and there is some truth. There is some truth to that, you know. Right. And like, well, they yeah, all that tea disappeared. Well, it's, it's like weird. It's weird for me because my my mom is from a very Irish American family. Right. I mean they identify as Irish and they're they're, you know, they're pretty close to gen- generation-wise, they're pretty right. close to Ireland, but on my dad's side he's from there. And it's a, it's a hmm. very different attitude about what being Irish is. Interesting. Well, I was going to say it's like African American versus African in a certain way. Like you have sure a, a whole yeah. new culture because of the Well, the, a the lot of cultures really. But I just, I met a guy uh, once who was from Philly and he had like a, you know, shamrock tattoo and he would even say things like my dad, which is like a very Irish thing, a very Irish way to say dad. Like, you know, uh, Jerry Conlon in, uh, in the name of the father. Have you seen that? Uh, It's a a young, uh, a young Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, no shit. Jim Sheridan directed it. It's awesome. Mm. Anyway. uh, So I was like, oh yeah, this guy's kind of proper Irish. So I was like. Hey man, uh, my dad's actually from Cork. My dad's Irish, and he goes, "Fuck the Irish." Oh <laughs> shit! What? Are you serious? That's hilarious. Fuck your tattoos, then, but, man. Yeah, but I was gonna. But I brought shit. up once was like, there's that scene in the beginning. So I'm watching this movie that my dad's showing me, and it, he has this whole exchange with, uh, I think it's a homeless guy or something in the in the beginning, and they're speaking with their Irish accents. And I literally couldn't understand anything they were saying at all. Right. And I'm like, Dad, is the whole movie like this? 
He's like, no, 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 no. This is just him talking to like the, the, the dad. <laughs> turn on the subtitles. Turn on the subtitles. I can't understand. <laughs> you guys know that, that all that uh, movies they make in Quebec that they show in France, they have to add subtitles. Whoa! So like really? French Quebec movies, they they'll film it in French. Yeah. But when they show it in France, they have to add subtitles because the French have n- no idea how the fuck these people. I are mean, speaking. some people, the way they speak here, it does make sense. It's true. Yeah. You know what's funny though is like when when I was first learning French, uh, like France French was a lot easier to understand, and it took me a while to get into the Quebec French. Mm-hmm. He even developed like a like a, a France French accent. Right. Yeah. But but now it's like I can listen to Quebecois radio, and it's just like oh, it's it's just there's no there's no divide. It's not like I'm trying to understand it. It's just like another language that I fully understand. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes now when I'm watching a French movie, I'm just like. Yeah, I, had, I, I go to these free uh, French classes at NYU f- for students that are, they're totally free. They don't count toward your course code or whatever. There are no grades. You just, right. it's, you, you go on your own volition and you can, you can skip three weeks and go to the next one. And I only went once, of course, but when <laughs> I, w- when I went, learned. the teacher Je was like, uh, she was like, she asked me to say, you know, introduce myself and I did and she's like where are you from <laughs> I was like California she's like Quebec have, you, have you have you lived anywhere else and I was like yeah I spent six years in Montreal and she was like oh and she says in French to the whole class like you notice the way when he speaks he goes like nah, nah, nah. And yeah, yeah. And so she started like pointing out the, yeah. and I was like fuck I thought I spoke like a French person no I no. used to be told they, that when I was Québécois, in high school you know speak, that I had a nice uh, uh, that I had a nice French yeah. French accent yeah but apparently, no. I even was told the other day that I, I speak like a Canadian. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Well, I don't think so. But somebody but in Philly, yeah. somebody in Philly that same week that I saw the Eagles game huh. was like, yeah, well, you even... You Soft-spoken, know, I think apologetic. It's, I, no, I think it's the same thing. I think it's a na 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 you know, there's like, they, uh, yeah, so it's almost like it. bringing it's like, into like the it's like almost like question in, interrogative. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like a, it's like a question. Yeah. It's like... My uncle was so Canadian. I actually started doing this as, as adding like the actual Canadian A. Right. Oh, yeah. And it, I, I totally, yeah. I do that I find too. Myself but, doing that. And, uh, but he does it at the end of like state. Yeah. I like A. I like it's it too. Not, not even as a Canadian thing. I just think, it, it, but I mean, I, what, do, what do Americans do? They go, uh, huh? They go, huh? Yeah. Right? A. You know? But like, I, I, like, I only hey, say it when, I'm, nice. when, I, when it's sort of appropriate when I'm saying like, yo, this is like this, A. As if I'm looking for right. you know some sort of response like that, yeah, but so but my uncle would would do it <laughs> in just statements, like it'd be like, "Are you?" I'm. It's like how I'm is having it? a bad week, eh? Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, it's, See, and, and, and it would make me it made like me it. really uncomfortable because I. Every time he would say A, I'd, I would be like, like I'd be like to say something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. or, yeah. You are. Or I, yeah, I, you are. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> are you? Are, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. The Bay Area version. But then I learned that you a. could not say anything, and it wouldn't matter. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like when people say you know, like a lot of you some know. people just say like. I say you know all the time. Yeah. It's bad. Anyway, I was gonna say the the Bay Area version of of A is yeah. Did I mean? What? Yeah. Did I mean? Yeah. Not or just yeah, I mean. What? Wait, that sounds Bay weird. Jewish. It's fucked up. Yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's like a, it, you know. Yeah, what I mean. You know what I mean. But why would you add that? Duh? It's just a. It's a thing. That's it was weird. a thing. I, I, yeah, people I don't mean. really say it as much anymore. It's a hyphy movement. That's I like so the. No, I mean. No, I mean. No, I mean. 
E40 says, I mean? smell what I'm stepping in. Smell what I'm stepping in. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a genius. Huh. I was listening to the, uh, to uh, a recent Joe Rogan podcast where he has Shane Smith from, from Vice. Wasn't that it. a great one? I just good. listened to that. He gets so, he gets, Shane Smith gets <laughs> really so drunk. Up. He gets really drunk. But there was a great line <laughs> where he was saying that like his dad always told him that life is like a shit sandwich. <laughs> the more bread you've got, the less shit you've got to eat. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's great. That's so great. I love those weird like wait, wait. colloquialism idioms. Tell me something. Why yeah. why with more bread do you have to eat less shit? In it's all relative. If your shit sandwich has more bread than shit, there's less shit you gotta eat. No, you still eat the same amount of it's shit. It's all relative. But in comparison I don't to think the that, actually that is uh, in comparison. Know. Okay, okay. So say you've got let's say you have thirty three pieces of poop. Okay, three pieces say, of poop. Okay, three pe- in your sandwich. Well, let's okay. not, let's add, not add them in pieces. Let's say your sandwich is divided into three: bread, shit, bread. That's thirty-three point three percent bread, thirty-three point three percent poop, thirty-three point three percent bread. A smaller percentage of your sandwich is poop, but you're still eating the same amount if you finish the sandwich. I think that's the whole point, because no matter how much bread you eat, how much bread you got in your sandwich, you're still technically eating the same amount of shit. Okay, but it seems like less because oh, you got all this like fucking less. bread. Okay, so you can taste the poop less, is what you're saying. Yeah. So not the I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just regurgitating something I heard this afternoon. But but we could we could continue to try to break this down. No, no, we let's move on. It doesn't well, make any sense. Uh, let's, let's move on, eh? <laughs> yeah. Let's move on, eh? See, yeah. I don't I don't I purposefully I'm, say hey instead of a just so hey. that I yeah. If if I if I find myself in a situation where I'm saying like um, I don't even know where you would add A. Like, um, oh, so uh, I got really fucked up last night, eh? I'd be like, we got really fucked up last night, hey. It, I, huh? I use well, it, you, you I use it in terms of like... share with people. Like, like okay, yes. just oh, like... Oh, man, it's cold outside, eh? Like, I feel like yeah. I just said it like... Well, that was a bad example. Like, I might have been like... No, kind it's of a perfect example. I just it don't is a like perfect it. No, but when you brought up the, the, the Shane Smith lame. podcast, right. and I'm like, that was a great episode, eh? <laughs> Did you say that? I don't remember if I actually said oh, it or okay. not. But, but that's a good but that's, that's example. That's yeah. something you shared. Because we shared yeah. it together. It's like it's a like reciprocative. A? Like, yeah. Yeah. What you just a? said was more like what his uncle does. Yeah, right. more right. of a statement. See, so. I have an uncle that does that too. And I used to put up chain link fences with this uncle. Like He, he used to have a chain link where he still works. For, oh, man, this poor guy. He's like in his 50s. He's still putting up chain link fences. And uh, so like for a couple summers, I'd put up chain link fences with him. And... It was just that all the time. It was just me and him. I was like 15 years old and he would end every sentence with A, but not only just say A, but like look over to you from like as he's driving for acknowledgement. Right. You know, it's just like, he'd be like, yeah, so uh, it's pretty warm out, eh? And then not say anything else until like, until uh-huh, you acknowledge uh-huh, it. Until you actually acknowledge it. Other people so do that too. Uh, yeah. People in the States do that with, you know. You know, and you yeah. know what and else they wait gets for you to me? acknowledge that you're listening. I, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to acknowledge if... I, I'll acknowledge you if I if I feel so inclined, but like people do that when when saying a, and I hate it when people do that when they're fucking watching a movie with you or watching something funny, and instead of just like ha ha ha, they're like ha 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 and look you in the eyes and like wait for <laughs> oh you to like God. look into their eyes. <laughs> yes. You know that I do that. Like I do that all the time. Share no, it. and I can see I can see out of my peripheries. Like, well, but like it's one thing to look, look like, while you're laughing, but it's another thing to like to just like really wait for yeah, the like the expectant laugh, yeah. like. Oh, you think this is funny too? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. I'm gonna look straight ahead. I'm not gonna acknowledge. I'm like you. you. I, I, I won't look. I, I, I'll just like laugh and be like, yeah, I, 
Yeah. I'm just going to think it's funny over here. Exactly. Like we- <laughs> exactly. What, you want to kiss? No. I, the other, on. one of the worst. I do, I, I catch myself doing the look over, but I, I'm like you in that I hate it when somebody does it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out of my what space. What I'm guilty of is I, I, I hit the other person. Okay, the, like the in the school. but that's yeah. that's no, great. That's like camaraderie. Like I, 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 yeah, you know? do the back, the backward, yeah. Yeah. the back of the hand on the shoulder. Yeah, you know? or like the top of the hand on the yeah. thigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's fine. Because you can still pretend that you, that you're just right. by yourself. Like, oh, haha, yeah, yeah, exactly. Little knee slapper. I, yeah, share the knee slap. But what, what my my biggest pet peeve when you're watching a movie, it's less with movies. It's more with TV shows because mm. for some reason people feel like. It's so much more okay because it's 22 minutes long. (laughs) But, you know, somebody will say, like, like in Super Troopers, as as referred to before, like, and that was the second time I got cracked. (laughs) You know, and then the person who laughs and goes like, ha, 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 and that was the second time I got cracked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they just repeat it? They just repeat the exact line. They repeat the line? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. And there, there, there is definitely serial offenders on that. It's not just like somebody do, does oh, it no, every now and then. Oh, no, they do it the whole just, time. Well, sometimes, sometimes though, I'll be like laughing so hard at something. as if, Okay, say that was just like perfectly timed. And it's yeah. like, that was the second time we got... He says, I'll, I'll just like guffaw. I'm like, <laughs> that was the second time we got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's different, totally different. Yeah. You know, like people just... That usually you don't say the whole line, though. Yeah. You know, you'll be like... <laughs> The second time he got crazy. Like, As opposed to just know? like saying it verbatim. Like, yeah. And then you try to like impersonate it so way. you can like create, recreate the joke exactly. again. My laugh totally dies when people uh, Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've, I've, I fucking hate watching movies with other people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Evan. That's, that was, <laughs> thanks, man. And Came out my butt. I don't know why. It was a butt burp. It, it depends. <laughs> There's a word for that, you know. Oh, wait, what? Andrew, sorry, <laughs> that was gross. That was a that, that, that was actually that was really a good. <laughs> that, that was really well fart. done. Yeah. I've been practicing. Yeah, so tell us, why do you hate? Uh, oh, no, just because um, I don't know why. It's, it's it depends who I'm watching it with, I guess, most of the time. But like, especially if, if I've seen it before and the other person hasn't seen it, I'll get if I love the movie and I'm watching it with somebody who hasn't yeah. seen it, and I'm, I'm constantly thinking about like. Do they like this movie as much as I liked it? You know what's with the worst and then, part? And then when they don't, I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, what gets me is like, I do that all the time. I am totally willing to see a movie like three or four times if it means showing somebody that movie for the first time and allowing them to experience it. And I kind of like, I don't do the like the laugh check in, but I'm just like constantly aware like, yeah. If they like well, it when as much. it's that, yeah. if they if they quote a line, you're like, yeah. yes, exactly. But what gets me is like, I'll show somebody a movie or a TV show or something that I think is really cool, and they get up to go to the bathroom, and I pause it, and they're like, oh no, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking worry about Fuck it. Fuck you. I'm something. showing you this. You know what though? You know what is also equally bad is when you're watching a movie with somebody and they've seen it before and they really want you to see it, and they're yeah. like, oh my god. Get this. What? Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. I love this part. I love this part. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The second time I got crabs, isn't that great? Yeah. But, uh, what do we do when we have to go to the bathroom? Do I just get up and go? Yeah, you just go. Okay. It's just down the hall. Wait, you know this place. (laughs) He knows this place. All right. right. The back of his hand. But the worst is when I want to show somebody stand-up comedy right. that I think is really funny. Yeah, and they don't laugh. And I've stopped showing <laughs> anybody a YouTube clip right. ever, no, even no matter how good I think it is. Yeah. I just refuse because <laughs> time, it, especially with Mike, because like he will just like disapprove <laughs> of most things unless it happens to jive with his sensibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but <laughs> it's kind of the point where like i'll just show something and it'll just be like stone face and then he'll just yeah. criticize it and then i'll yeah. be like and then it'll turn into like a serious discussion you're getting that rather, apologetic mode where you're like playing it than, and they're not laughing and you're just like yeah I, it was i think it was better the first time i saw anyway it. yeah or, or fucking watching <laughs> remember the first time i moved into the bullion and i'm like guys we should oh watch wet on american summer <laughs> do you still like that movie <laughs> yeah well i don't know i haven't seen it since then <laughs> okay it's like in my this memory a piece of shit but okay i have that memory and then i have the other memory which is me and jake watching it together and literally laughing our asses off okay maybe it was just so, the wrong context maybe it's because you were like this is the movie you guys are gonna probably, laugh for days i probably you built, built it up, up built it up way too was much funny was it like that was like one of your first it was my first moments impressions like, as a roommate yeah yeah yeah. that was so bad you guys were so forgiving too so I was like, like oh, I actually yeah. said, like, if you guys don't like this movie, I'll never suggest another movie again. <laughs> and then we both were and like, you both hated it. Um, can we put on something else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt really bad. But at the same time, I didn't want to keep watching. At the same time, whatever. Movie. Like, I don't care about it. I don't know, maybe I needed to be more high. We weren't even high. We were even probably drug. Or no, that's what remember. I'm saying. Like, maybe I needed some kind of like mm. lubricant uh, in order to appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. You know, what's also really bad watching a movie with people who like, I don't know. There, there's certain groups of people that will like watch movies together and then quip on it. You know, like they'll say a line and be like, "Oh yeah, I bet it, Dad." Ha ha. It's just like, no, just just watch the movie. I'm I'm trying to watch it. Yeah. You know, just like add little riffs or little quips as to something that's going on. It's like, no. yeah. All of these things I hate as well, but then I'm also like, I do that all. I do them. I do that all the time. Yeah. Is this an intervention? Have you ever been? Have you ever been in a movie theater and somebody gives like a really awesome quip that like is like no, totally never an awesome the experience. one. Never an awesome one. Yeah, I I know that it happened to me once, but I just can't remember what it was. So there's no point in talking about it. But like, it was awesome. Somebody just owned the theater, and everybody, the entire theater, erupted in laughter. Based off what this one dude said, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what, what, uh, what, what movie. And that's I was the thing. Watching. Like, it, obviously, I mean, it couldn't have been that good because I don't remember it. Although I do remember the scenario of just like, no, I was, I must have been in like grade eight or something. I think it was Signs, uh, with Mel Gibson. Um, anyway, but it was great. It was just no, like a super I, yeah, tense yeah, moment, I know exactly, super what quiet, you mean. and somebody Fuck. just like was like, "This is my moment." Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or something. Yeah. No. Something I like had, that. But I, I was in a movie where somebody did it like every so often. Oh God. And they See, would that would have pissed me off. No. No. It was. Believe it or not, it was. It was perfect. Okay. Obviously not perfect enough that I. I mean, there must have been. So, there must have been was. some people in the audience who was like, "Shut up! You're ruining signs." Like. <laughs> no. It only happened once during the movie, and maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I feel like it must have been signs because that's what I'm thinking about. But dude, I was terrified after signs. Me too. I like I kept you know when it's like that birthday party somewhere in Mexico and they just see, that the and first that, that kept, first clip I kept waiting that for footage of the alien that walks out you know God. I was I kept expecting to look outside of a window and yeah, see that yeah like I'm so bad after movies like that that when I saw Jaws really? at my grandmother's house after <laughs> I saw it I kept expecting a shark <laughs> to pop out from around the corner in the my hallway my problem was not sharks in the hallway because sharks don't swim in hallways but. They do, however, swim in swimming pools. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. time I would oh, go into the swimming pool, we had so like long. a wave pool 
Which is I like, had the exact same thing. I was like, they're going to press the shark button anytime. Yeah, now. exactly. And gonna, There's like, sharks underneath that cage. Yeah. That, I know I that's where they say the waves are coming the, from. Because uh, you could look into the little wave creator unit exactly. and it looks like there could be some crazy shit up there. Yeah, exactly. You you keep looking at it expecting it to like yeah. open yeah. or something. And that kind of made it more fun because like, I don't know, wave pools are great, but... It's even more fun when you think there's going to be a shark coming out at that yeah. moment. I would have a lot of like weird assumptions as a kid where I'm like, yeah, when everybody leaves, they just let sharks swim in the pool. Duh. This is just like my imagination gets carried away. And I'm like, that's just the truth. You know, what? the you first know? movie that really got me like that, that didn't allow me to sleep for days. It's kind of embarrassing. But uh, Mars Attacks. Really? Never saw it. Mars Attacks. You've never seen Mars Attacks? It's not. so fucking good. It's heard, good. Yeah. It's I'm good. catching myself doing one of the w- things that I hate <laughs> oh my when people God, do it. No. You never you haven't seen Mars Attacks? Oh my God. Oh my you God. haven't seen 21 Jump Street? <laughs> I kept thinking it was going to be so good because that was a movie that people kept on saying like, oh, you have to see it. It was I, okay. I thought it was like average. Did it, any, yeah, it was okay. Average. Did any of you see the original show with no. was it Johnny Depp when he's a young man? No. Supposedly it was good. I, don't oh, know. I, was, I, can, oh. I was told that he, he shows up in it, but I totally forgot. And yeah. the way that he shows up in the actual movie is pretty It's amazing. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Have you seen it? What, Mars Attacks? 21, 21 Jump no, Street. No, 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 no. You haven't seen 21 Jump Street? <laughs> Whoa. Anyway. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, but it's one of those things where it's like... I so do Johnny Depp does a cameo, but he's like in, in such heavy makeup throughout the entire movie that there's no way that you would have known that it was him. And, and my, myself included. I was just like... When they did the final reveal, he like pulled off a mask or whatever. He was like, oh, shit, it's him. And it yeah. has been him the entire fucking time. That's yeah. hilarious. The one that got me was in Tropic Thunder with Tom Cruise. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you see that movie? Yeah, I, that, that was like, like, like Harry That was like one of the only good things about that movie. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't like you it. You didn't like oh, I did a lot, actually. I thought it was fucking like hilarious. I thought, I thought Robert Downey Jr. was great. Yeah. But, uh, I, thought, I thought the whole thing, man, it was just so over the top. It was perfect. I know it you mean. was the thing about it was that it was so over the top and yeah. like committed to it enough that it was like I, I liked it a lot more than Twenty One Jump Street. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, it, it just doesn't beat you know a movie like Anchorman where the really the funniest parts are the fact that like they're just coming up with this hilarious shit. Yeah. On the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has that yeah. improvisational pop to it. Yeah, you know? that set such a precedent when I was like I don't yeah. know thirteen. Yeah, I remember I watched. Uh, Anchorman. <laughs> it was one of those things where you watch it with somebody who you. T- I watched it with my grandmother. <laughs> no, <laughs> she just didn't get the humor at all. And she's like, she's awesome. She's great. She watches like every movie that comes out. But she was, she just got to the end of it, and she's like, that was one of the worst movies. I've, it was horrible. And, and like when he kicks the dog off the bridge, she was like, oh, how could he do that? like? Oh, that's such she, a good moment. She empathized too much. I'm in, usually in, like that with getting... dog characters, but that was just way too good. <laughs> like, like when I watch movies with Sinead, I'll, you know, she will make fun of me because, you know, somebody will die in the in the film and I'll be kind of like, you know, but like in what, un- in like, in like but a, if a dog like gets, oh yeah, know, no, it's, way, it's way worse has to be like left out in the cold or something. I'm like, I start to shrivel up and my mouth yeah yeah it's like there's always those moments like um like in american psycho when he kills the homeless person oh my god and then you he kills the homeless guy and you're like oh that's he's a crazy serial killer but then he kills the dog and you're like oh what a monster did you you just pee dude yeah this is an ongoing thing (laughs) 
Evan's the fastest. I'm the fastest. He just turns on the soaker and it's just like, yeah. That was a fast pee. I run. That was a fast pee, eh? I run, eh? Uh, you know you didn't flush the toilet, eh? No, if it's you know yellow. Oh, if it's yellow, flush it down. Is that what? Yeah, if you it's were brown, let it mellow. Right. I actually, <laughs> you guys know my shoes. Yes. <laughs> I, I love my. She, uh, Sinead and I spend a night at her house. Okay. And then, uh, she thought we were going to spend the next... Actually, we did spend the n- next night. So <laughs> I get this text at like 9 a.m. And she's just like, hey, the uh, the toilet's broken. So uh, just make sure you shit before you get here. <laughs> that that's like, great. Great text to get from uh, a girl. That's perfect. Yeah. She's she's one of a kind. Yeah, she's good. We saw her on uh, a Monday. Yeah. She, we saw her on Monday. Shouts out to my... Shout out to my 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 is such is such a, a dedicated friend. She said, "I think she will actually listen to this whole podcast." You think so? so I, she I was actually like when I ran into her on Monday at Corova. She's just like, Rowan and Sinead are staying at my house tonight, and you're more than welcome <laughs> as well. You can I know, stay she there. She told me like she's like Andrew's coming over too because <laughs> he lives too far away, and I was like, he lives like as far from here as you. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, I was just like. In like the Corova drug concern. I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh <laughs> you <my> know. <laughs> I don't know. She said when when we went home at the end of the night and got in because she gave us her bed as as you uh, as you offered. I tried. Cre- I yeah, tried. I mean credit to you. But uh, well, the thing is, you were gonna sleep in a different place, whereas she was just gonna hop in bed with one of her friends, right? Which she said they do all the time, and I'm inclined to believe because sure. Mai is a very snuggly person. Yes. To the point that, like, when she first moved into our apartment, Matt and I had to be like, "No snuggles." You can't just like, you can't just like, like lay down in my lap while we're watching this movie. Yeah, she fucked me up that way too. After oh, a night, I told you about this. A night at Emily, she's just like, mind so, you, she she is gonna, she is probably gonna listen to this whole thing. So that's, I'm sure she'll remember this night. <laughs> Go on. No, she's just like, we leave the bar, mm. and yes, she's yes, like, you did tell I'm, me I'm going home. Like by myself, like she was like she was leaving, and she's like, "Do you want to come over and watch Mad Men?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll go and watch Mad Men. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we're, we're like lying on the couch together, like under the same blanket, and she's doing her like friendly snuggling, yeah, which yeah. I completely misinterpret. <laughs> and lean in, That's and she's like, enough, she's like, "Hang on, no, no, no." I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. (laughs) It was weird. (laughs) I forgot about that. But yeah, we get back to her her place and we go to her room and we, we, there's a note on the bed with like several paragraphs and then like four PSs, like PS, PS, PPS, PPPS, PPPPS. Post, 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 post. So classic, my. That's awesome. You gotta love it. I remember the first time I met her, she's just like, we were rehearsing Zoo Story, oh, and she's right. trying to yeah. feed that us was, all. She's exactly trying to. She's year. trying to feed us exactly all. Exactly a year ago, the, this week. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's trying to feed us really? all multivitamins. <laughs> 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 she's like handed them out. He's like, it's important. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> Zoo Story was a year ago. The best, yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. I know. Wow, it doesn't really feel like a year at all. Yeah. It's weird. Man, man, oh man! I was just, I was just thinking back to uh, Christmas. I've been to the zoo. Yeah, a. I've been to the zoo, eh? <laughs> if Edward Alvey was <laughs> a Canadian, <laughs> I've been to the zoo, eh? Me and Mar- Peter would immediately be like, "Oh my God, that's great! Have a good one." 
And that'd be the play. <laughs> I, me and Martin had Thanks. a good had a good laugh yeah. about the um, the moment where you're like, "Well, Baudelaire is is the finer of the two writers, yeah. but Stephen King has a place in our national." And then I'm supposed to cut you off, right? Like, hang on in second. our um, Go national. On. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's just the my best. bench. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was great. You look like such a dirtbag. I like how you had to grow facial hair for it. I did. And it just did. did no, 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 no. That was that was for um, uh, the birthday party. No, did I know one, that one too, but you, you also wanted to grow facial hair for the zoo story. Did I? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. But I can't grow facial hair, so I don't know why See, I would do that. I can, Neither but can it's I. totally clear. Yeah. Neither. You can grow like a full beard, though. Like, but, it, you, but a clear one. It's clear. I can just grow like like 12 different coarse hairs just start popping out of oh, my Oh, yeah. Face. See, I'm on about a week now, and it's like... It's That's what I look fucking, like after a week, yeah. Like musketeer style. I got the mustache. I got the fucking chin. Oh, you do get and a, that's it. a good chin. Uh, no, you know what? I've inspected it very, very closely, and it's like it's like so few and far between. I feel like there needs to be like times six the amount of follicles you, in you my get fucking it, face. You don't get it right at the same place. Like, yeah, I, it I'm stops here. And yeah. You know what's fucking weird is like, typically uh, as a male the first facial hair you start to grow is like the, is the shit stash above your penis and uh yeah that too i got a fucking hairy dick so like that's okay but your actual the dick? actual dick you guys, you guys don't have climbers climbers <laughs> that's such no? a good term for it i i know what you mean yeah okay you know, yeah i've two. got a little too many climbers this image of this? like all the way up man it's Shut fuck- up. no i'm not kidding I'm, I'm not fucking kidding man it really pisses me off they're very fine so are like you, are you snipped yes oh you are okay because yeah. otherwise they might be going right to the yeah no the no they're, they're they're i don't know it, it it's actually really funny one time because like I don't know, you get into these conversations with a girl that you've been with for a while. Like, I was with this girl for a year. And she was like, I just love your dick. And I was like, oh, why? She's like, ah, oh, it's just so smooth. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> girls, that's totally like one of those things yeah. girls say. Yeah, that. it's just like, okay. But she said it was like super smooth. And I was like, what the... the- isn't that a line from? Isn't that a line from Superbad when she's having sex? It's like, oh, your dick is so smooth. And she's like, Does she? <laughs> oh. yeah, I would say Maybe that's that. That's why she stole it. Like, I was in. Stole it? <laughs> I just think it's one of those. They, they probably had a female writer on that yeah. film who so. was just like, "Oh my god, this is totally a thing <laughs> girls say to guys." Yeah. You know. Just, anyway, like I the 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 so funny. I just the, the place where I'm supposed See, that's to get a, there. That's an example so of a movie that was truly like it was over the top, but also it's just, also one of those. Seth Rogen wrote it when he was like 14 years old with uh, Adam whatever his no. name. There's yeah. the other writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. And what's what's really cool about that movie, because they're from uh, Vancouver, so awesome. I think, yeah. originally. Yeah. And there's all these street uh, references in the movie. Like, oh, it's on Granville know. Street, which is a street in Vancouver. Oh, cool. Even though it's set in... Wait, they, cool. they say that in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we have that back funny. home with nothing except Pixar movies. Pixar oh, okay, will throw yeah, references yeah. to the Bay Area in all the time. Like, you, you know, know what's funny though, man? Like, I, I I hear references to California and Bay Area and Berkeley and, and like not not in every film, but in like you hear it in a lot of media and songs and stuff like that. Maybe That's it's just you because I'm about it a lot in in music. Maybe it's just because I'm Canadian, but like you'll hear I don't know something talking about like the Bay Area or like any any like Mississippi or any fucking town borough state in the states mm. and it sounds fucking cool i'm like oh yeah that's a cool song yeah but as soon as i hear somebody singing about a canadian city town or province or anything with canada in it i'm just like you 
patriotic nationalist fucks. Like, who cares? Who cares? What about... Like, okay, don't wait, sing about Saskatoon. Wait, That's wait. just lame. What about Helpless? There is a town... When Neil Young does it, it's totally fine. But there's like rap groups from Toronto. Yeah, partially because everybody thinks Neil Young's American. But there's that one rap song. I forget who it's by. He's more more Californian than he is Canadian at this point. He's lived there for decades. At this point. Just like, yeah. The rap song. Pamela Anderson, people try to claim. She's Canadian. But yeah, but like her most famous part is from Los Angeles. Right, right. Parts, excuse me. Yeah. But like her, her tits are from LA. <laughs> That's so, true. Which is they didn't exist before that. <laughs> have you seen those before and after pictures though? I have not. Uh, Pamela pre-surgery Pam. It's a fucking babe. Post-surgery, yeah. Look this shit up. I'm going to. She was just like a, you know, like st- she still had a great body, great face. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like more of a natural kind of guy. But like, and then you see her like even in her prime, like her post-surgery prime. It's just like, oh, what the fuck have you done to yourself? You're just like this weird, bizarro Barbie. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't get it. Like, just, uh, I don't know. One of the best lines, I forget who said this, but it was uh, Mike or somebody I think related to me. And he's like, girls or whoever who get lots of plastic surgery, it doesn't make you look younger. It makes you look like you're afraid of getting older. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Exactly. I think that's Bill Burr. Is that what it is? Yeah, probably. My... God. Right? You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, Wait. she's an attractive woman before surgery. Wait. And then after, okay. it's just like, what okay. the fuck oh happened? Oh, my God, dude. This is actually so sad. I would have such a crush on this girl. Yeah. And that's the thing. You could say she's a girl. This is her as when opposed she's pretty to like, young. You can see, you know, cute. Uh-huh. Very cute. Whoa. For all the listeners at home. Look at her. Just Google it. So cute. That's a completely different person. Yeah. She looks beautiful. And sweet. You know what? That's that's the fucking tragedy, wow, though. That is, that, is, like, that is really crazy. How many, like, 18-year-old dudes come onto the scene in acting or something, say they're going to be a sex object? Aside from being like, you got to work out and get really ripped, how many guys have faced the pressure of, like, you're going to need your lips done, you're going to need your pecs done, you're going to need your butt done? Yeah. Like, it's fucking gross. Wow, there's a little bit of nip in one of these photos. Ooh. Yeah, do you want to see? Uh, I've seen it. Okay. Many times. I'll look it up later. (laughs) (laughs) Save it for the spank bank. Yeah. You know what? I actually, I was talking about this last podcast. I think I have to stop watching porn. I think I got to just straight up stop. Really? Why? Why is this a problem? It's getting exponentially worse. Just like I... I, What's your your favorite porn company? Company? I don't like companies. I prefer the like super gonzo like some, some amateur some asshole boyfriend just posted something online after like a breakup like that that's my don't shit. Don't you think that's actually just like bullshit though? Oh totally yeah oh, totally. It's but I'll believe it. For, like, I'll believe it for like a minute and a half. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are. When you're jerking off, you're not thinking super critically. Definitely not. <laughs> it's like this. Is- yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's like when you're when you when you you know, it's it's so funny how you can just. There's a great clip. I don't. I haven't seen much of Louis, or there was a different one before. Lucky Louis. Lucky Louis. Nah, I don't even know which one. Lucky Louis is fucking great. I don't even know which one it is. But there's there's a shot uh, in the beginning of an episode, or maybe the end. I just I saw a few minutes of it uh, when I was over at my uncle's house, and he was watching it. And uh, it's him and his wife, his fictional wife, in bed, and they're under the covers and stuff. And I guess maybe during the episode there a lot of stressful stuff happened and he's just like 
you know, it's clearly late and she's trying to go to bed and he's just like, I just, uh, I don't know, you know, I like at the, on, you know, in one sense, I think that it's okay that this happened, (laughs) but in the other sense, when you really think about it, it's actually like, it might take a while for me to get over you know and and he's just like rambling and you see her hand under the covers go over to his crotch and start to go up and down and he's yeah. just like come to think of it like should i call my mom about this <laughs> you know what i'll talk to my th- ha, 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 and then he just like freezes yeah and then he's just like good night honey and yeah. it's actually true it's true that at least that if you you know whatever you are thinking about mm-hmm. if you, if somebody yeah you know not a death grip but right. if there is a grip or a See, grip of here, sorts here, here comes on the, your penis, the comment about stop thinking about the problem is that like i i fucking i do it way too often like by myself that i uh, maybe okay maybe, maybe this is just you, like a, a, you bait too yes, often uh, way too often way too what was your number often. last time i forget what you said it was like seven times a day or something like that uh, that's just like the, the having porn in your pocket is just like every like what am I by myself what I'm do you mean porn in your pocket like, oh, on like your phone on your phone okay. yeah I thought you meant like a little, I got a little mini playboy uh, a know, little centerfold yeah. um, but no it's like I, I'm just doing oh, it way God. too fucking often and it's still like, like magazines really bad man in the store that, like, I, I, I still uh, you buy magazines well actually that that's not what I was gonna say I don't buy magazines but I did have this very interesting experience when I was over in Ireland uh, once on a big trip and I was spending a totally week in Dublin cut Evan off right there. no 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 I want to hear this now this is way more interesting than my <laughs> so, own fucking masturbation no no problems. no no, no. It, long story short I had no internet in the B&B I was staying in no anything and I didn't have a phone with me for the trip and so I just went to the store and I bought one of those magazines okay it, so it's interesting so what is the most desperate attempt at masturbatory material that you've used and succeeded Whoa! Great question. But we're, you, you know what? You finish. Do you want to finish what you were saying first? Um. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Think. Think on that. But no. Just like I was. Um. I, I was with somebody last night, and just like the the story that you're telling. Like, yeah, somebody grabs a hold of your dick, and then everything just goes away. It's gotten to the point where like I'm already so fucking spent and dry from doing it to myself that like I got to that point uh, like with another human being who wants to fuck me, and like we're doing it, and I'm just like. Yeah, maybe it's just because I'm stressed with all this this sound design stuff. But I was just like, oh shit, I gotta go. Uh, 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 I don't know. Like, I think you're I, just saying that because you're the one giving him all the sound design shit to do. Uh, like, I don't know, do. Evan. It's I, probably I not my that. Back. If anything, not. you should probably do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll make maybe. you like sex. But no, way you know what, you know what I'm saying. It's just like I'm actually I'm considering that that porno track that you made. You. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say like I understand what you mean though because when I you know jer- and you have a lot of free time for whatever reason I'm you know jerking off a lot during the day, <laughs> you know, my sex drive it, it, throughout the day goes way down. Exactly. You ever notice how if you don't jerk off for a good couple of days, it just like fucks your mind up? Yeah, and that's why I do it because it's always and, fucking me up. And it yeah well it, yeah I'm a sex addict, don't you know? Well, there's just degrees. Well, you whatever. know, but, d- during Twelve Angry Men, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, you're like a like a like a boxer time yeah. because I, yeah, exactly. Somebody told me like, oh, you'll yeah. you'll bring the intensity more on stage. So <laughs> As no you pop jacking up and, and no, no ejaculating during. Well, you are yeah. way, you are like way more on edge for sure. Yeah, 
Hmm. You know? But it is kind of in a good way. It's not a nervous. Yeah, because you can it. channel it. It's like <clears throat> it's but, like well, you know, like ancient Chinese cultures. They've and and Taoist. Uh, yeah, uh, followers believe that. Yeah, it, when you ejaculate, you lose your jing, mm-hmm. your 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 male energy, and and it, it got to the point the where like it, oh, it made chi? me. I it, it was jing. I don't know. Chi. I'm, I'm sure there's. Different. I've heard it as chi, but it's. Oh wait, wait. What are the the two the the black and the white circle? Yin and yang. It is jing. We, it's yin. Okay. Slash. Well, jing jing would be it it it, it, it it's spelt ching like right. the Tao de jing. Right. It's ching. So maybe it's Chi Jing. Who, who fuck? I have no idea what I'm talking about. I certainly have no idea. So <laughs> go on. <laughs> but what I what I was gonna say was like when I um I was you know masturbate regularly every day and then I would kind of lose interest in finding a s- person to have sex with. You know, it would just become way way in the back of my mind. And I wouldn't give a fuck. And I'm like I was like I haven't gotten laid in like fucking six months, seven months, nine, whatever, however long it was. And then it's just like. I actually just stopped and just for the sole purposes of switching my brain around right. so I would want like be more into like the hunt you want know to, yeah you know yeah. I feel like there's a fine line though yeah that you have to ride like it, it's like I don't know just make you don't want sure. to appear too crazy <laughs> well no exactly like you, you've got to like keep it at a very very like <laughs> not maximal level <laughs> Cause yeah, you don't want to be just like you know, be on the dance yeah. floor and just like <laughs> staring at somebody. What was it you said earlier? Do you want to watch Mad Men with me? Uh? <laughs> I don't know. You said something like this. I don't know what I said, but oh no, <laughs> oh no. But anyway, so have you thought about the answer to that question that I posed? Oh, uh, oh man, yeah. I I to- I can't think of a specific one, but I I know that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I like, I have. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay. Let's. Oh hear it. wow. Okay. Great. Um, I don't know if it was actually successful, but oh, it made okay. me think back to my. Um, it, you know, it was. It was literally the year 2000, <laughs> 2001, okay. because it was the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh wow. For there was one which was most um, wealthy internet model. <laughs> Shut up. And <laughs> the most expensive uh, bikini. You, were you flipping between? And they had in the two thousand Guinness, they had a photo of the model. Look it up. And in two thousand one, they had the most expensive uh, bikini shot, and it was this girl <laughs> wearing this like diamond studded thing. And uh, oh yeah, that was that was the shit. I mean, aside from like the the Sears catalogs. Oh like, oh yeah, the Sears yeah, catalog. That I wouldn't say that's shameful. That's like no, discovering no, that's, who that's, the fuck you pretty, are, or, or, the, or Princess Leia in the gold bikini. Exactly. Mine was I had my internet privileges revoked. Oh no! Have you ever heard that one oh, before? Of course, yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, "God damn it! I just need to. I don't know what." I, and so it was uh, a. <laughs> um, it was uh, the cover of a Seinfeld DVD, but the the uh, the uh, they come in like four packs, uh-huh. and so like each disc has the the face of 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 somebody on it. Yeah, it was Kramer. Wait, no, it's the Elaine DVD. (laughs) Yo, seriously though, uh, I paused and slowed down the DVD on a couple of Seinfeld episodes. One was the cleavage, where it's like Elaine's cleavage, yeah, 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 yeah. and um, (laughs) the one where she's it, it, like the scene starts with her having sex with David Putty, and she's like, (laughs) and I used to have the biggest crush on Julia Louis Dreyfus as as a kid. Still a babe, man. And and, and the the scene starts with her like making like sex noises. Oh, and then it goes into like a hilarious scene. <laughs> Just oh my the God. I actually, I do remember mine. Let's hear it. It was, uh, 
Did you find the Guinness Book of World Records thing? No, I just found the photo that I once had to. Oh, uh, you did. Okay. Yeah. I just went to. Um, <laughs> Wait, whoa, what? What is it, that? I went to Andrew's Facebook <laughs> and I clicked left on his profile pictures so that I could get <laughs> to the oldest picture of his face I could find. Oh, there it is. And I came instantly. <laughs> wow. No, that's not even too difficult. <laughs> I've never done it before. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for keeping it all public. <laughs> That's a great shot. That's a really great <laughs> shot. Look at this one. I love that it oh, says... Oh, wait. That was actually Andrew? I love that. Yeah, they both dude. are. Whoa. No, the first one, I thought that was a joke. I thought that was an old woman. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Wait, go back to it. Go back to the first one. Uh, that What the fuck? Yeah, dude. That's Oh, Andrew my God. I thought that was a, like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> I have the, I had the, so did I. That's why you know I you know so you know why my hair looks like that is because I was really obsessed with um, blonde on blonde era Bob Dylan, oh, and so okay, I wanted yeah. my hair to be like, but it just looked silly. You oh know? my god, I did not realize that was you. Yeah, that is at great. all. Oh my god, fantastic, outstanding. Oh my god. Actually, speaking of MS DOS, I had this like I had this really shitty computer in my room with no internet access, but I had a couple games on it. And one was like this this like weird like horror game. I don't even remember what it was called. It was a piece of shit. But like um, the the protagonist of this game was a was a female, and so like as you like swung a weapon, it would be like, huh, 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 huh. and so I just hit like the the, the weapon swing. <laughs> oh my god! Just closed my eyes. That's, like, That's so probably good. what it, sex sounds like. Huh. I've always huh. I've always wanted to sleep with a woman who sounds like Link from Zelda. Whoa! Hit huh. hype. Hmm. Yeah. I I feel like that has something uh, something on uh, the subconscious that we might want to talk about. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. How does that relate to your mother and your relationship with her? Hey, so there's this thing. Uh, this is kind of like a, an actually. Sinead could like, look like Link. I have yeah. actually told her that several times. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke, I have said like you should be Link for Halloween. You should oh, like buy her a costume shit. for Christmas <laughs> for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Year long late time. So there's this thing that I just saw while I was looking at Andrew on Facebook, um, and it's the 2014 Oscar nominees, but like. <laughs> If posters told the truth, <laughs> okay, and the so boyhood says instead <laughs> of boyhood it says puberty time lapse. Mm. Uh, Birdman says, "Do you guys see Birdman?" I haven't yet. I haven't. I, I haven't. Oh, it says the Dark Knight Crisis. Uh, the theory of what everything it? is called challenging disability biopic. <laughs> Selma challenging race biopic. I haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, the imitation game is challenging gay biopic. <laughs> and this is my favorite one. Grand Budapest Hotel is called <laughs> The Hipster Travel Lodge. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. I loved um, Amy Poehler and Tina, Tina Fey's opening monologue for the Golden Globes. She's like, Wes Anderson is here, arrived as usual on a bicycle made out of old tuba parts. Okay, my <laughs> favorite part of that awesome monologue... That they even acknowledged him, though. Yeah. That's that's cool. My favorite part of that monologue was when they were doing the Who Would You Rather, and they got into directors, and it was like, okay, Linklater or Inuretu? And like, hmm, once... or uh, 10 minutes, once a year, or 
like three hours all in one shot. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was, so that was super funny. So perfect. The bit they said about George Clooney and his wife. Oh, it was perfect. And you could just see his face like, yeah. mm, I'm an idiot. That was awesome. Her husband. <laughs> did you see this, Evan? Yeah, I did. Yeah. The Bill yeah. Cosby shit, too. That like, got a lot of people mad. Oh, I didn't see, see that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, okay, great. Like you brought it up. Like that's something cool. Like it's going on. You should bring it up. But the fact that they played it off as like funny was kind of weird. I was like, no, really? it's kind of serious, man. That's like r- some heavy shit. Too s- well, yeah. No, not too soon. Just like it. It's just like, um, <laughs> like not funny. Uh, is it not? I, I, I is laughed. it not not I funny? I I'm more I'm more with Evan on this one. Yeah, okay. that's a that's a tricky. I'm I'm a not even that it's tricky. It's like it, it's like okay, even like a few years down the road, like whatever. Talk about say whatever the fuck you want. Like free speech sh- shouldn't <laughs> exist unless you can say anything, absolutely anything, regardless of who you're offending. But like, it it wasn't about like oh shit they made fun of Cosby like poor Cosby. It was like no that that's like not funny at all. That's like really fucking. I guess I find uh, I find the humor in that was that voice again. Uh, I find the humor in in just how bad it is, you know, like how uncomfortable it is to say that. So we're like the Golden but Globes, no, and like I can't believe that, like, that they did that. that. Everybody laughed. And it's like it was just like well, but it's out of it's, it's out of shock or un, or discomfort I or guess, like out of you I know. guess no, and I totally know what you're saying. And that to, totally that to me saying. is funny, and I agree with make, it. I agree that they you know? should have been able to do that, and that they did that. And yeah, like, yeah. It's not props. about like whether they should be allowed to or not. It's just about whether like you think the joke in and of itself wasn't really that funny. And uh, yeah, it's about like a serious issue and stuff. But <laughs> but just the fact that they did that at the Golden Globes <laughs> and just like yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, did you hear? Like it, like so that. he had a he had a show in. Um, I think it was somewhere, it was somewhere in, in Ontario. Yeah. yeah, in Ontario. Yeah, you heard this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was so in like Toronto somebody at the time. Yeah. somebody heckled him. Like this- you're a fucking rapist. You're a fucking rapist. And all like it, what a comedian usually does is like when there's a heckler, they just tear them to fucking shreds. But because Cosby is like this super god, like father figure, he was just like, no, 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 shh, shh. He like tried to shush them, and it worked, and it worked, Whoa, and weird. he just kept fucking going. And then he released a statement afterwards that was like. Uh, you know what? Thank you, everybody, for being so courageous for coming out here. Like, I'm not done yet. Um, the oh, okay. the craziest thing about I would hope he's done. I fucking hope so. But the the craziest thing about that mixed roofies and Viagra. That's like that's up or not, not the craziest thing about that, but like what really blew my mind is because I just recently watched um, uh, some documentary about uh, stand up comedy. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld comedian actually. I had just seen Good that, yeah. and he's talking to Chris Rock, and they're just talking about like the nature of comedy and how like your what your career trajectory is like, and how you have to like really keep working hard, no matter how long your career is along for, and this and that. And, he, and Chris Rock is talking about I just it's like I just saw Bill Cosby do two hours, and he's, you know, however old he is, like in his eighties or seventies or whatever. He's up there, yeah. and he's and Chris Rock is like, he killed every joke. It was just amazing. You know, really, and he's just like the way that he Cosby was looked up to. Like, I don't love Cosby's comedy, but I listen to other comedians talk about him and how he's regarded among mm-hmm. comedians as a god. Yeah, and not only like the early days and this and that, but like at, even today, as like an eighty-year-old man, he's still churning out material and consistently killing. You know, 
See, it's and weird. then something I, like I, this drops and it just like yeah. changes everything. It's like I've got this weird feeling, and I feel like it's wrong for having this feeling because I feel like somebody who does something shitty should have to fucking deal with the consequences of it, and like, and more than just that. But I feel almost bad for the guy because it happened while he was still alive. Like he's gonna be dead in a few years. Like shit. Usually that that stuff kind of happens after the person dies, and then you can just say whatever the fuck you want about them, like he was a piece of shit because he's dead. But like, don't you kind of? Aren't you kind of glad he's still alive? No, 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 no. That's why I'm saying it's like it's something that I I don't want to admit, but like like the fact that it's not affecting him at all. He's got like an insane personality disorder that allows him to just brush it off and be like, it seems like he doesn't give a shit. I'm like, sure. He like, has I'm this, sure. He has this force field where he just goes zip, 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 and then everything just bounces <laughs> off him. But I mean, he's, and that's like, what's fucked. Like, because he's still alive. It's like, we can't fucking, Completely tear him to shreds, but it's but, like he fucking deserves. Whereas but, if he was dead, but I'm sure, like, I'm this sure guy. this, the fact that this has come out for better or worse has probably ruined his life. He's mm. still fucking touring. He's still doing sold out yeah, shows. It, it hasn't ruined his life. It can't not for him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like his life will go on. It's like that story you tell about Prince and the Camel. Like he lives in Cosby World. I guess. You know? Like Cosby World but you, is going to be on, Cosby even, World until the day he even dies. As, even as, even if you're as big as somebody he like... Pay, he could pay every one of those women that came forward. How, what's the number now? 30. But, but you still... He, he could pay all of them handily and be fine. But you still have must have some mind, at, even at that level, of like what your legacy is going to be. You know? Yeah. That's Can't you at least... like? at that level have some knowledge of like this is what I have done in my life and this is what I will be remembered for he must be conscious he of he will be remembered for it I think he'll be remembered for the Cosby show and how great he is I think he'll be remembered for his sweaters I think he'll be remembered it's, uh, for it's a, time will tell a, I guess a whole bunch oh, yeah, of things I, guess, more I mean it's going this. to trial so I, I've, I hope he gets fucking torn to shreds to like, be there quite are a honest lot of, the only people who really really get uh, remembered for things like this are people whose lives are ruined and I don't think his is going to be because he's not he's not relevant enough right now it's the people yeah. who were like riding high and got brought down to earth while yeah, they were yeah, at yeah. like Gian Gameshi like that's Gian it, Gameshi that's exactly exactly it, that's exactly he, it. he will yeah. always be remembered for his controversy because yeah. he didn't really do anything that's the thing like who <laughs> fucking cares about Gian Gameshi yeah. he'll be remembered know, for this controversy people who like record themselves talking to people yeah right? and that was Not the this. best <laughs> but my, my yeah, favorite I, I, my favorite lines that ever came out during that whole controversy were friends of mine who would just be like who's Gian Gameshi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what uh, especially the three of us in this room we fucking loved that dude I was I so was so in into him uh, this is something we I actually all, want to talk about saw him. I didn't when, okay. I almost did but you I wanted there no I didn't show sorry guys but but you were gonna be yeah. but do you remember uh, okay, okay. so I might as well have been in my brain you were there <laughs> Do you remember going to that show and seeing Gian Gameshi? Um, I just remember seeing his pants and being like, "Wow, this is a creepy dude." But but also, this is what actually kind of like was jarring to me is when he was talking to the audience when he wasn't on the air. Yeah, he's trying he to was, be so cool. He was right? very he was different personality. So different. And he was like like swearing and like talking like, about his dad. Like, it's like my dad's know, an like, idiot. My blah, 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 blah. dad is like so not white, and it's just like hard for a guy like me. Yeah, and uh, and it was like I was like that that kind of like then, weirded me out, and then all of a sudden and much it's more just like much more so in retrospect, the, you know. 
Well, hi there. Hi there. <laughs> Happy Monday. Hi there. But oh, I don't know, man. Did you guys see the little the 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 video clip of him like singing the song when he was in his band about his how he hates his fans? No. No. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm just going to take the liberty of playing it because it's actually pretty hilarious in retrospect. Yo, while Andrew's out of the room, I actually was really turned on by that photo of him from 2008. Do you mind if I just have a quick bait? Just do it. Just okay. do it. It's right. not a problem. I'm going to avert my eyes. I'm going to put this on to drown out the sound of the... Oh my god, that's Gian Gameshi? Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want to masturbate anymore, <laughs> that's for sure. Ew. Gross. Just gross. <laughs> Just gross. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, only man. fans make me sick. What Except you know what? That's jackass. the only reason why you had any cred in the entire fucking world. I know. It's because people thought you were really cool. <sighs> you know what's really weird about this whole situation is that there was this university in, in London, Ontario that had um, um, a... Uh, um, why can't I think of the word? Do you ever just know a word and it just doesn't come to you um yes not a not a temp but uh what's when you work somewhere for free intern intern so an internship program uh this london university had an internship program with the cbc in toronto and this entire university said if you're a female you're not allowed to go intern at the cbc with gianca meshi on cue because there's been mm, some weird mm-hmm, shit going on. Mm-hmm. And that was like two years ago. Right. And so yeah, like all this shit that. that has been, it, that's the thing. It took, it, it took him digging his own fucking grave for this to come out. You know, he like gave apparently his bosses like a, a sex tape to prove that some allegations that hadn't yet even been made clear. Like, no, look, it's all consensual. It took that for any of this to happen. Whereas like two years in the past, they're already saying, don't go intern there because you're going to get fucking date raped. So like yeah, that's what's really the only fucking weird. This became a big deal is because the CBC dropped him. Exactly. And I'm sure there were. But plenty, that's what's fucking there, creepy. That's what's awful is that I'm sure there were plenty of uh, indications of this sort of thing, this yeah. kind of behavior, this kind of controversy. But they were like, oh, we can handle it. We can keep this under wraps. We can keep this under wraps. Yeah. It was only when they finally realized that shit was gonna hit the fan that they dropped him. Exactly. That's what's weird, man. Is it like? I, I guess it was more important for them to like not make a big deal out of it, not have to say like, "Hey, we're dropping your favorite uh, personality from the air" without something serious going down. What'd you call that? Jamaison. 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 From the Loire Valley. Ah oui. oh, yes, Jamaison. Well, I. I still, I do cherish those mornings when I woke up. Oh, me too. Uh, that, that's always going to be in, in Dude, my mind. Dude, like, because like, I worked in the, in the restaurant and I would show up uh, literally at 10 a.m. every morning and I was opening the place and uh, I would just have the radio on and I'm just like mopping the floors in the morning. Yeah. And I would listen to that show every morning yeah. without fail. And I remember the one that he did right after the um, Boston bombing. Right. He had this whole monologue about, like, like it sounds stupid in retrospect, but... 
I was sort of like hung over and in that sort of like emotional sort of state. Yeah. And I remember him talking about the Boston bombing and the tragedy of it. And then he tied it into just like the human spirit and like, um, like the triumph of like with human the dedication to like athleticism and like everything yeah. like this. It literally brought me to tears. I was just like crying and mopping the floor. Yeah. It's like, oh man, Those monologues were so you know what? Good. You know what came out after that as well is that he didn't write, fucking write them. Well, that's not surprising i thought that he wrote all of them i thought I he did too i don't yeah. know i mean I definitely didn't think really that. Oh, shit. i thought i mean was, yeah I it was it, when you when you first them. hear that like okay yeah it makes sense that he wouldn't have I but like no, i loved no, believing no that he think that he didn't write them i, I thought that, I, that was him i believe that he was involved just like i believe that you know a, a late night show host yeah is involved i guess in the you know i didn't even think jokes. about it that far i just thought it, that, that it was him oh wow. yeah but it's it's funny how his he became almost as big as he is because of like another controversy. Like there was the whole Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> yeah, exactly. interview, which yeah. kind of, I actually, I never knew about turned him into more thing. of he a like, star. He, it, what, what was the deal? He talked so he too came much in, about his acting career. No, so, so there was a, like almost like a rider. So like Billy Bob Thornton's management told Q don't bring up the acting at all. Right. And so Gian Gameshi like, not only did he bring up the acting, but he brought up the fact that they were asked not to bring up the acting. So he was like, so do you think that, you know, your, your acting career has anything to do with the fact that like you're, you're, you've only been a touring musician for like three months and you've got these uh, is that what he shows? said? So, uh, something along these lines. I think he mentioned, I think he pretty much mentioned in passing. Well, no, no. And then it got up to that point. And then, and then Billy Bob Thornton's like, eh, no, Hey, listen, we're like, let's not talk about that. And he's like, well, yeah, I know. I know your management told me not to talk about this, but like, I think it's pretty important that we okay. talk about the fact that like, you know, you're you're an actor, and so like, what what do you think that has any bearing on the fact that like you're you're doing these sold out shows? And then it got to the point where they just weren't talking, and he was like, okay, well, why don't you play a song? And he's like, uh, so okay, we're gonna play this song. He's like, but so you're the drummer for this band. Where are the drums? He's like, I didn't bring the the drums. It's too early in the morning. And so like, I don't play drums. <laughs> yeah, early in the morning. yeah. It is like Billy Bob Thornton had his band play like some some guitar. While, when, he while he was supposed playing. to be the drummer and the, like oh, he God. didn't actually even play it's one of those great horrible interviews it's Where so it's just like, funny ooh, each moment is just like a little bit of cringe and a little bit but, of like oh yeah 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 i mean i think and that one was really on i think billy bob thornton for being a douchebag <laughs> being an idiot, basically i mean i i don't think she had really brought up really anything he's like yeah you're an actor blah 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 and then at that moment he just like tuned out and started like hmm. saying just weird shit about his like childhood and being obsessed with like model airplanes <laughs> as well, an answer I'm, to a question that's completely I'm not unrelated mad yeah. that i missed this one you, you should watch it it's, it's actually it's hilarious. worth watching it's oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah although i don't think i could watch it again with this guy's fucking smug face and that's the thing yeah that's the thing. Like every great interview that he'd ever done is now ruined. Like yeah, I, I, I in the related videos, I was in some YouTube little hole, and I clicked on the Joni Mitchell interview, which was a great interview that he did that with her. That was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I couldn't watch it though. I couldn't listen to it. It was yeah. just too weird. It was just like, uh, ugh. even the Drake one was quite good. I never heard that one. There was one where he had um, um, Chili Gonzalez on, and then Feist just like walked in. And they had like this like awesome rapport. I was like, this guy maybe is actually really cool. He's interviewing Chili Gonzalez, and then Feist comes in. She's like, I hey, love yeah. the Chili interview. It yeah, was, I, I don't remember the one where Feist came in, but the one of the original ones where he was talking about, uh, I guess, solo piano too. No, this is a later one where he's talking about his um, uh, 
I don't know what was it. It was like an album, but also like a like a musical introductory course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about like bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't really looked at that. So I I, yeah, I, I sent Rowan a um, a track where he, uh, Chili Gonzalez for this like German radio station does oh, so um, brilliant uh, pop master classes. Have you seen any of these videos? So oh. the the one I sent uh, Rowan yeah, is, we definitely is Chili Gonzalez um, breaking down. Um, you are gonna you, love this. You're going home by by Drake. Um, hold on we're going hold, home, hold on we're going home by Drake um, and it's like it, he brings in like okay so this is why it's so catchy like these uh-huh. are the sounds why that come is in genius is, that the, is that the only song he does no no, no he no, does no. Um, he does Likey Lee No Rest for the Wicked he does something by um, Ziggy, Ziggy uh, what, Azalea whatever Iggy Azalea He's Iggy Azalea um, whole bunch of other like super, I just love like, Chili Gonzalez as a, an artist I think he's as an yeah as I would love to have a beer with that guy. As just a person listening to him talk, like his music is incredible. But oops, like <laughs> the the solo piano his records music just makes me want to hit. Makes yeah. me want to just like break everything. Make my audio sound like shit. But uh, it those, already does. Those solo piano records are just like just masterful in their like yeah. simplicity and they just get better every time you listen yeah. to them and they just the way that they just flavor and then you have any of these great memories tied to them you know well, true the, the, there's yeah, two you know? plays in this room that have that have the sound literally every time our melody comes on i just think of fucking glass menagerie and it just like the takes me step. right back actually, to that exact I never, cue i never where i'm supposed to walk this. in That's i never it. told you guys this but uh i, I still have a playlist on my itunes that's called last night in montreal and it's from uh, whatever I guess May thirty first. Are there thirty one days? Yeah, in May? it's coming up. Yeah, and um, it's it, like basically, you know, I'd packed up all my things, packed up my whole life. Um, I went to a party that night, and it was just like I'd said goodbye to everybody. I'd sold all the stuff that I wasn't going to hold on to. I'd really said goodbye to this city. And all I had left was one sleep before I hopped in oh. the bank's minivan and <laughs> oh my God. went to the States wow. for the first time in over a year. And it was an emotional night, you know? Yeah, no kidding. And Sinead and I hopped into bed. And uh, I don't know why, but for some reason we were just like, let's let's sleep upside down. <laughs> uh, not upside down, but let's, like let's sleep with our heads at the foot <laughs> yeah, of yeah, bed like fucking just for fun. James yeah. Joyce style. Like at the end of uh, Ulysses. Oh, don't <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. I, oh, I, come on. <laughs> no, I don't want to know, dude. Is there spoilers you can put on like a 200-year-old book? My dad told me I, I didn't think you could spoil <laughs> Ulysses. <laughs> my, dad, my dad told me I couldn't read Ulysses till I was 25, so I plan on reading it this summer. Okay. So the fact that you're like telling me to not spoil Ulysses <laughs> is just so great. So it's I, so it's I, just so I've I been waiting. I've been waiting like ten years since my my friend in high school read it and would like brag about all this shit about Dublin, and I was jealous. You know. Anyway, I just anyway. there's a lot riding on <laughs> okay. that. Okay. So okay. Okay. I'm really looking forward to reading that. Well, he dies in the end. But anyway, uh, what's his name? Who? What's the main character's name? Um, oh, well, there's McGillicuddy. Oh yeah, McGillicuddy dies in the end. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at the end that night, I just like I was. We were falling asleep. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" And I got I got out of bed and I put like I put four songs from solo piano onto a playlist so that like that you know only you four songs yeah. would play. And uh, and I you know I still listen to it from time to time when I'm going to sleep. Which 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 are, which other four? It's uh, or other three. Well, I'll, I guess. I'll tell you. Yeah, go for it first. Can't pick it up and put it down without taking a swig. Sorry. 
Actually, it's interesting. So it actually starts with. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. Is this the one that was for anybody listening? The 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 total circle jerk we're having right now with with Chili Gonzalez. Um, the the first play that I did sound design in was a play that, or in Montreal was a play that Rowan directed, Andrew acted in. Um, the, so the, all Tom. the pre-show and the and the post-show um, <laughs> was Chili Gonzalez, uh, who's a great pianist. For anybody wondering, if you don't know Chili Gonzalez, you're an idiot. And totally. Then Fuck this, you. <laughs> and then I went into this. Ah, oh, beautiful. And this is the last. My one. glass. <clears throat> My nursery. The play is memory. <laughs> oh God, that was it too fun. Sentimental. That was too fun. Ah oh, man, like that. I feel like even I was, now, like I hear that oh. song, and I just like, I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I, sometimes yeah, I put too. that playlist on when I'm going to bed. It's just great. Yeah. It's oh, four it's songs. So good. Yeah. It's so good. And All it, those, those, both of those records. And like Solo Piano Two is is different. It has a different sort of rhythm to it. Mm. But it's just as good. It's, it's just, taken me actually quite a while to get to to appreciate it in its own right. Yeah. Hmm. You know. So I play that one a lot of work. So I've I've gotten very very very. I think I think the first one is is better. Just like artistically or whatever but like can uh, uh solo piano 2 is the way that it, each track flows into its uh, the next one mm-hmm. especially the, the second track on the album canast is so fucking good and the way that goes into nero's knock like nero's nocturne the later one yeah Ugh, so good having it on vinyl too is shout incredible. out to chili shout, shout out to, to chili chili aside from my rosner chili gonzalez is the only person that i can imagine will somehow listen to this entire podcast <laughs> yeah i think so too i think he's he's gonna hear it i know you know what we should do hey. we should uh go through the podcasts and then everybody we mention tweet at them yeah you know I'm cool i'm cool with that that because, like, you know, you never know. And if we keep doing it. That's the thing. Well, the, it's funny because, like, I realize that, like, anybody who's podcasting has a Twitter. We've got to make one. But we're on this kind of still this weird barrier we, we, where we don't want to really tell anyone about it. Right. Because yeah. it's like, it, it's not like, hey, listen to this cool podcast where we talk about interesting things and, like, interview cool people, yeah. which is exactly what it is. I mean, Thanks, some of the man. things we talk about is interesting. You're a cool <laughs> person. So, like... Yeah, it took us eleven well, episodes the, to get one. The only the only thing that really stopped you did have Martin Law. I don't yeah, I don't yeah. I don't really give a fuck about even any literally any of my friends listening to this. Yeah. It's just like it, once it I gets on an objective. Once it gets on on Facebook, yeah, my parents will hear it, <laughs> and I honestly don't even care about my parents hearing it. It's just that if. I knew now that like my parents were going to be listening to what I'm saying right now. You'd be talking very differently. I would not. It wouldn't be a good podcast because I wouldn't right. want to say anything. Right. You know, my dad would die laughing if he heard this podcast because it started <laughs> with that story about him <laughs> catching me masturbating. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like. Start, but actually. that's also like we've never we've never ever spoken about it. Because he left the room. Now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like you need to have a I couple could, whiskeys with your dad. dad. Like, I could hey, definitely that talk time. to my dad about that. But, yeah. the, but then, yeah, then I also think about like what would happen. My dad is a huge uh, Jamaison fan. So. Ooh, Jamaison, uh, of course. Yeah. But then I actually think about like what would happen if my parents actually listened to this, and it wouldn't matter really. It wouldn't matter. I think what would happen, like, so I've told like I've told my parents like 
they're like, oh, hey, what are you doing with your life? And I'll, I'll add in like, oh, yeah, I've recorded like 10 episodes of a podcast. We've got like over 40 fucking hours just like floating around on the internet. Yeah. Like, oh, can we hear it? I'm like, no, no, sorry. Oh, really? They, so they uh, know about it, but you're like, don't uh, listen to it? It's on the dark web. Yeah, exactly. You got to download <laughs> Tor and get the whole fucking Silk yeah. Road thing going on. But no, they, they know it exists. But like, how can we find it? I'm like, I really just can't tell you that. And I see this like dejected look in their face, because like, oh man, they're they're so cute. My mom and dad, like, they're uh, anything I fucking do, other than like steal or I don't know, get in trouble, is like fucking divine. They're like, oh my god, you're like you're like working on 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 sound for a play. Like that's just so great. Why don't you do like why don't you apply for like the fucking uh, you know like for for operas well, or that, something I like mean, that? That is like like pretty cool. Well, no, it's cool to have parents like that. And, and they're also like kind of right. It's not well, like okay, you make. No, it's but not like you make some <laughs> whack shit. Okay, you know? no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, like parents... Evan's work on the Glass Menagerie when we met. <laughs> that was fun. A couple of years ago now. Fun. Well, over two years ago, but the the play. Oh. The Glass Menagerie happened two years ago, <laughs> minus a couple weeks, yeah, and uh, Evan's sound work on that was. I was really proud as of a, that. as a director, as somebody who yeah, like as a director, I cared very much about sound and. Uh, oh, wow. Yo, like I, I, I distinctly remember being at a party. Oh, this uh, is the best. This at, is how we met. This yeah, is how we met. This is how Evan and I met, and we we're at the I, we we're at this party, and uh, I was talking to Matt Banks, who was our uh, set designer and builder. And he was just like he was. He was. I was like, yeah. All we need to find is our sound guy. And Matt was like, oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, we don't know anybody who knows anything about like <laughs> tweaking sound. And he was giving me shit because yeah. you know of DJing and stuff, exactly. which actually has zero to do playing playing other people's music and fading it in and out <laughs> has nothing to do with designing sound for drama. But uh, Evan just kind of overheard and was like. Wait, what about a uh, sound design? And and Matt's like, oh, I'm just giving Rowan shit because yeah. like the last thing we need is another. You remember this perfectly, crew member. <laughs> yeah. And Evan's like, crew member for what? Like, I like I can do that. And uh, and <laughs> a star was born. Boom! And then it, it happened. I, That's how it, I met Andrew too. It's yeah. This one so, yeah. Some point. of the some of the like most common uh, responses, positive responses I got to that play was. That it was, um, you know, they were like, people would say things like, very professionally done kind of thing. Cool. And I think that more than anything, I mean, it certainly wasn't the acting. Am I right? Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, um, seriously, though. <laughs> three out of four <laughs> actors weren't bad. But, like, anyway, I think that the uh, the sound was uh no it's like i was really proud of at least for me evan has subsequently done sound for you know not not you didn't do zoo zoo. but you did every other chocolate moose show and it's always the best part of the play like you like uh you didn't see faustus because you weren't here but at the end of dr faustus evan like reconstructed um the chord progression and melody from where is my mind the song by the uh pixies Pixies, Pixies, yeah. yeah and this beautiful like string quartet deal and it was like it was so perfect because you know faustus is a sort of like elizabethan play that we sort of readapted but it it, we couldn't play the actual song because it would be way too jarring but the melody and the feeling and what the song is about you know is just tied in perfectly with what the show with with our interpretation of what the play was about 
and it just ended the show just so beautifully and well, like and then martin having... and then martin messages me like months and months later like do you have that audio file i want to listen to it like yeah. on my own you know well, that's is cool about it's the same about, shit. And it's like this, this play, the shit you're doing now for fucking for fucking Ernest and Ernestine. It's like it's, it's fun adding this whole other dimension to it that just was not would, was not there before. You know, the, the way that I knew that that you were uh, the right man for the job <laughs> was because when uh, people like Banks and Colleen were giving me shit for wanting to play Glass at the end of right the play and just being like, oh, it'll like be, people, it'll it, it just doesn't work. And Evan was like, was like "Fuck you, yeah, it's awesome." Like, yeah, and Evan got it, you know. And I think it takes somebody with a musical ear because I actually think that would have been yeah. a great way yeah. to end it. Like the way those weird synths at the beginning of the track. Well, it's just, it just—it sounds perfect. like glass, like the yeah. like the finger on a on a fucking wine glass. Kind yeah, of it's just and and like the and it's just it's a perfect like the the play is originally supposed to end with like the in the original vision it's supposed to have like some kind of like moonlight. Uh, theater version of the way old black and white movies right, used to right. end with fin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Of course, because that's that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a play that acted like a movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that play is so good. And uh, and I think that 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 weird like milky kind of out like darkness, yeah. light and darkness sound of totally. the beginning of that was just like perfect. And people just couldn't see beyond the fact that, like, I mean, that it's I was, different. I was, the soundscape was a little too eighty. I was really, I was really torn about that as well because I was also sort of of the mind of that we shouldn't use it because I thought it was too jarring. It was, too, it sounded too modern. It sounded like a pop song. I was like, why would you include this in this play? Which you know, it takes place in the in the thirties or forties or whatever, and. Uh, it's like ugh, it just sounds like. But here's like, the thing: it's but, like but, but, we're but, not actors, and but that's in the, the thing. It's 40s. like yeah, it's like the end of the show. It's over now. You right. were back to our own world, yeah. and here's something from now that is sort of that fits. You know, and the only so medium, in the way, only medium where you can get away with throwing in a song in yeah. the end that is like totally not, uh, you know, contemporaneous. If that's a word, sure, is film. Yeah. You know, like you'll watch a film and then the, 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 it'll take place in a certain time. But mm-hmm. then the, during the credits, you'll hear something that exactly. is from, is from a totally also though, like, era, what, what, but it works really, perfectly. What really pissed me off, though, have you ever seen Gangs of New York? Of course, yeah. Do you remember the like fight scene in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. What was the song? The Five Points. The, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the music they play in that. I can't stand. Uh, I, I can't remember. It's like this like trip-hop beat. It's like... <laughs> It's it's so modern sounding. See, I like that. Have you guys ever seen? And I, I, the it Nick? Dr- drove me nuts. I no, actually. How okay, so the Nick, the Nick Steven Soderbergh, um, does the Nick. Uh, Clive Owen is the main dude. Right. You know Clive Owen. And from, it's at like a New York hospital or something. Yeah, New York hospital in the 1900s. It's fucking amazing. But Steven Soderbergh. You've told me about this before. Yeah. W- yeah. W- uh, did we not watch an episode together? No, no. Okay. We didn't. Anyway, um, so what he does for for. I guess a lot of his stuff, like um, he he does the the composition, which is like a lot of like very very like eighties. I don't want to say eighties, but like just like natural and analog synth sounds. Yeah, just like very melodic and rhythmic. And so you've got this this show that's set in the nineteen hundreds. You've got these really cool rhythmic synths going on. Just like oh, that sounds fucking great. And like it, it it's absolutely perfect because it's the perfect juxtaposition because you're not watching it in the 1900s. Like yeah. you're watching these actors in 2014, 2015 playing the part, pretending that they're in the 1900s. It's like, why not add the, the sound of, uh, of now 
that allows you to to get more into it because who gives a shit man who gives a shit yeah if i mean listening to if like it works it works for sometimes sometimes it happens and to me it just doesn't work yeah but like the thing i love about film as just a medium is that it just ties everything together like all art forms are just sort of tied together in film and it's like you know you have narrative structure like writing storytelling acting and music and visual composition yeah. everything's just sort of tied together you know and then what i love about theater even more is like if it's done right you have all of that as well but it's happening live in live. front of you front with of real people yeah. full stakes you know, yeah. you know? and stakes is high and so That's like it. as a There's director no like directing rosencrantz and guildenstern and always when i think about if i was to direct a play what i love thinking of is just like the music that comes on during the intermission you know right. or the pre-show music or the music that plays yes. when the show's it over because that's just so important because yeah. it just sets the whole atmosphere of the room I right agree more. you know yeah. and so like i love that's thinking funny about, that. about uh the meeting that we had was it yesterday yesterday was it was our production meeting yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah where i was like hey uh martin pre-show post-show he's like eh figure it out I'm like okay yeah it's like i mean it's gonna be very important but like that's what i really love about about doing this i love that moment though because i knew that you cared and (laughs) would know what to do yeah you know i i care and that's the thing and And i was like happy for you because i'm like uh evan's gonna go i'm also happy about it too and like i'm I'm glad that i give a shit about it because like i don't know i've been to a a lot of plays where i feel like there's one aspect of it that just isn't right whether it's the sound whether it's the lighting whether it's the costumes whatever if there's one part that's off then it affects the entire production and that's what I like about about being able to do the sound design stuff is that like I'm involved in theater, which I mean I've told you a hundred times I want to get back on the stage like it, it it still hasn't gotten away from me yet, but that I can take the time to kind of do everything in a room whether it's like for an hour or fucking a hundred hours in a room yeah put it together and then it's still a a portion of this live performance. But the fact that I have so much time to plan and just like tweak every little bit of it to, you know, to get this feeling. And that's what it's about. It's like this feeling. I don't know. When before when I was doing the intro to the, um, you know, the, the intro theme. So like, I don't know, the chords were great. OK, cool. Like I got it. But then when I got Claire on the track and I added the extra uh, extra strings, there's a moment about like 40 seconds in where it just like everything kind of comes together and the volume raises a little bit. And it's kind of like this swell. And it's like, oh, OK, so here it is. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what you're supposed to feel in this moment. Man, what really blow, blew, bl- has blown me away about the way that you did that song is taking lyrics that are already written yeah, I guess, and then right? putting a melody on it, <laughs> yeah. you know, because usually yeah. it's the other way around. Right, usually right, right. I think I, when I imagine writing a song, it's like, oh, I come up with a composition and then I come up with a melody to go over yeah, it and then yeah. I come up with lyrics. But it's like going backwards. It's like lyrics and then coming up with a melody That's to go along fun. with it That's and then fun. and then coming up with the chord, you know, yeah. and uh, and just the melody that you came up with is so catchy like i was just singing it to myself there and it's like man melody is i think the hardest thing to do in music this is what questlove was talking about i rewatched the um the red bull lecture that he did and it was so fascinating when he was talking like shows the uh different ways of drumming on d'angelo records yeah that one but when he says like he just has this like quiet moment and questlove's just like like I love watching him like construct <laughs> sentences as he's talking because he's so like in his it. head. You can see it in his and, eyes. And he's like, like mm, mm. the most difficult thing to do yeah, <laughs> so true. in music is 
to come up with something simple and effective in a short period of time <laughs> that <laughs> really sticks. Doing it. Yeah. And, and then he like talks about, you know, Taylor Swift or like yeah. anything on the pop charts. And then he's talking about how he, you know, he works a lot as a DJ and he's stopped thinking about what is, what he thinks is good music or like to fits his aesthetics or what he thinks is valuable or whatever to, to the people who to affect to, to effective music. Yeah. And he's like, there's no, like there's no other feeling like playing. Uh, and he talks about this DJ gig he has where he has like an hour to play just intense music. And it's just structured within one hour. Cause it's like one corporate lunch break or something like that. <laughs> and he's talking about like, there's no feeling like oh, looking yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like a hundred korean businessmen just dance on their desks to gangnam style right <laughs> you know and that's the coolest just, thing about music it's, though, so man, is it's fucking invisible yeah you know like you can you can use a computer or you can use an instrument these are tangible things that you can see with your eyes and, and feel with your fingers but when it comes down to it when once you create a song or a piece of music or even just a fucking sound bite it's invisible there there's yeah. like it that's it it's you play it and it's in the fucking ether and like it, it wiggles these weird little bones in your ears and allows you to feel really interesting things like even something as simple as like playing a major chord versus a minor chord somehow everywhere in the world no matter who you fucking talk to like people say mathematics is a universal language granted yeah. but music is the universal <clears throat> language. yeah and it's like you have a major chord sounds happy a minor chord exactly. sounds sad music, but then music is math that's the thing music are, is math but then yeah. and then it gets fucked up when like you listen to like the beach boys or or whatever and it, like a song that's in a major key doesn't even have any minor chords in the song at all those but it can, can be the saddest sad. songs <laughs> exactly you know right right yeah. if you just like look at the melody or the structure or the lyrics or you know it's, it's a beautiful thing that's like uh, that's why I mean I'm sure you've been asked this question before but like blind or deaf guaranteed I'd rather be blind definitely a hundred percent yeah and like the the way that I've kind of broken it down for myself is like the easiest way to answer it is like okay so imagine you Rowan and I we're we're talking something happens where you laugh and if I'm deaf I can see you laugh but I'm missing out on actually what's happening. I can see you laugh and I can see what I'm missing. Whereas if I'm blind and you laugh, that that's that's all I fucking need. You know, well, I, I can think hear you laugh. The way I would put it, and this might be kind of corny, <laughs> is that if I could, uh, if if I was blind and I could hear everything, I'd still I'd still see something. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, because you have your own. It wouldn't be a, a, a cognition of like the physical world, right. but I would. I would still see your visual. Your visual imagination that, is way more active what I, than what I see is very your much informed yeah. by what I'm hearing at the same yeah. time, and uh, the reverse is not so much as yeah. true. Like visuals, obviously, are that's what kind of gets weird when we hear. get this weird lag on the computer. Yeah, it's like we're talking. I can see your mouth moving, but all then, of a sudden like, it's like the whole. Later, it's, like, it's like, like the, ah! it's, like the it's like the world just yeah. broke into yeah. fragments, yeah. and I just can't make sense yeah. of anything. That's actually a um, like an anti. Uh, protest tactic that they use so what they'll do is they'll take um they've got these super um uh sensitive microphones so it's like an anti-protest thing so they've got a super intense microphone so if somebody's speaking they're picking up what they're speaking and then they use a like a basically like a sound director almost like a microwave emitter so like sound waves microwaves they're all it's just a wavelength so they shoot it back at you and so as you're speaking you hear your own voice in your head like 
a couple seconds delayed, exactly like what happens when my computer lags, and you just can't speak, which is like a perfect way to shut somebody up, you know? There's like, hey, yeah, yeah now we need to... Like, it just doesn't right, work. Right. There's actually a cool app on... Uh, on phones that you can get that that does that so you put headphones in you speak into the mic and it delays your voice like half a second or something and you're trying to speak like what the the test is you just try to read something in front of you and you just can't do it right you just right. can't fucking do it because your your perception is just t- so totally skewed it's weird Ooh. good thing i'm not a protester well yeah I, I did you get involved been. in the uh I, in the montreal protests uh, what was it? Yes like? and no. Three yes and years no. ago at this point, I guess, right? I I I did eventually become involved when because uh, I wasn't I wasn't a student when that was going on, so I I was kind of I, I had seat. I t- I took some issue with um with the, these four year revolutionaries, as Gil Scott Heron would say, <laughs> people <laughs> right. who you know they're they're all caught up in the cause and yeah. they get red square tattoos, but then yeah. they go to law school and they perpetuate the, exactly you know, the, the, um, the, the divide. Yeah. And so I was just like, I wonder how many of you are doing this for the sake of like, you know, fighting this cause to the, to as the opposed teeth, to joining, like a to the point that you would never let it go yeah. versus just like it has been let go. Being that, a that's part, what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it got really cold and it was yeah. let go basically. Yeah. That's what it was like that winter. It got really cold and then everybody was like, it's too cold. <laughs> yeah, to make, it's too cold to make social yeah. change. I need to use my pots to make past and not bang yeah. on them. Yeah. But uh, when the police, when the police brutality became a real issue, that was something that I really, yeah, that's it. Like when, when they announced that, uh, that law, like you can't gather in so many kind of like, yeah, so when many it, when it people, got into this you can't weird wear masks. It's like, whoa, wait a version second. of a police. State Isn't this where, Canada? Like what the yeah, fuck are we doing exactly. here? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when it got to that point, I became more involved because... And so did everybody. Like, that that's the point where you saw, like, moms and dads with their kids on their back just banging pots in yeah. solidarity because, like, we don't want this to affect but the I rest just, of the... I found that uh, the Canadian system of education was incredible for people from outside of the country. Right. For pe- like, the, the very fact that uh, they charged what little they did was incredible yeah. for people from elsewhere. Because it's still a, a fraction of a cost from what you would have paid if you were in the States. Yeah, right? it's actually, it was cheaper for me than it, than it was to go to public school in California where I grew right. up. And that was before I even got my scholarship money. Sure. So for me to come here and be doing, you know, undergrad on a dime was yeah. incredible. And uh, that's all thanks to the way that this system works and so when people had a problem with uh you know them them raising the tuition by a marginal amount compared to what they do in the states all the time during and they they did it during a recession i was just like i don't know if i can get in there and and fight for you know what's funny is like my i'm from alberta so or you're from bc whatever my my parents would always talk to me about what they were seeing so like what we were seeing, we we were in the shit, you know. I was living in the plateau at the time, so like Same. even just trying to go to get fucking groceries, I would be in a fucking march. Right. Like no matter what night I went out, if I went out past eight o'clock, I'd be in a march with pots and pans banging. But my parents, who are in Alberta, like nothing was going on there, but they would see it in the news. And so the the talking points that they would have on the news was just like, yeah, you know, student student riots and like the opinions that they would have or at least in Alberta, at least from what my parents were saying, is like the way that they presented it was like, 
They've already got the cheapest education in the country. They're just trying to raise it a little bit and just like fuck these kids. Like they don't know what they're getting. They're already got like right. they're already so fucking lucky and they're just trying to like get more and more and more. They just want free education. Not that bad of an idea. Like if, right. you, if you're promised well, that oh, it's not going to go up, you know. I think that uh, free education is absolutely essential. But well, I, th- I don't know about that. Okay, so. I don't know. A, a lot of people come from France to come here for school because right. they speak French. There's free education in France, yeah. but it's shit. There's a reason why people don't stay for the free education well, there because I don't it's think, shit. I don't think it's shit because it's free. France I think that's what a, it is. France there's has no, an archaic. No. France has a very archaic organization of like how you decide what your educational career is going to be. There right. are countries in Europe that have free education where it is. It, Nobody's trying to get into these free schools though. That's the thing. Like, uh, doesn't it seem that like I feel like it's because it, you can't if you well, no, I don't feel like, live there. I guess, but like if it's free, I feel like they don't have to give a shit about the quality. No, at least I that's think, how I've, I think. The, way the too much, of it, way too much of French the the uh, idea of how good an education is is put on the money <laughs> right. question. Yeah, good point. Like it, it the France has a very very poorly structured. Uh, educational system in terms of when you're supposed to make a decision about what you're going to study. And the problem, the problem with education in and of itself, especially if you're like, you know, you're paying copious amounts of money for, you know, like you can pay for what? What do you? <laughs> I tried so hard. Like, like, but what do you? What What do you pay in the states for a year of university? Well, for example, uh, at the uh, at at the school that I'm currently going to, if you're on the undergrad level, and sixty thousand. Yeah, you're paying sixty thousand. Right, you're paying an exorbitant amount of money f- for an education, which is hopefully you'll get get that money back. But that's what the thing that you, the, right? what what the thing that I got out of going to university is y- university and education in general. Like education, I think is something that you should pursue no matter how old you are. Education is something that doesn't end after four years. Education is something that you just do for yourself, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and so yeah. when you're a dumb, young, 18-year-old college kid, all you want to do is get drunk and have sex. Your education is what, what you make of it, you know? If you go... if I Say I went to Concordia, which is, like, not a great school in Canada, but if I really worked really hard at my education, I would get a shit ton out of it. Yeah. But if you slack off, which you can do, and just, like get drunk all night wake up in the morning write your fucking paper and i can get a fucking c plus on my paper and pass the course who gives a shit you know and all of a sudden uh, you're in college and it's a lot of times what you get out of a college experience is more than just the bookwork you do it's about the people you meet about the experiences you have in general in general yeah yeah yeah. but as far as like an actual education goes i think i agree with you in that it doesn't matter how much it costs it doesn't matter like what's going on it's about how involved you are as a person you know it's about like what the work that you're because as you know every fucking teacher will tell you this but like what you get out of it is what you yeah. put into it you know right but I think and a lot of people I just aren't that, in it you know like i said before i think that there's way too much pr- uh, time spent talking about how expensive or cheap a degree is mm. uh considering how we've turned these these schools however much they charge into these weird corporations yeah yeah churn out professionals well yeah. see it's not even that anymore they're level. not even doing it anymore like maybe 20 years ago they were doing that but like now uh, a post-secondary education is a high school education no that's that's actually that's not true that is sure that, that is true in the arts but it, that is not in true. the arts it's fucking true but 
in that's it's definitely true in the arts, but that's not true in other degrees. But it's no, also other it's degrees. Also, if you want to be an accountant, you got to get an accounting degree. Right. If you want to be a lawyer, blah blah blah, you got to go. And to also, if you're if you're gonna, if, if you're going to take out a shitload of, of student loans to go to school at all, oh shit, what is going to pay me money? When I get out, so I can pay off these fucking loans. Oh, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be a computer scientist. I'm going to do these jobs that are going to allow me to do this. So, in a sense, yeah, you are just turning out professionals who are going to like serve yeah. the system that exists. I, I already. feel like it's it's a little oversaturated now, don't you think? Like the the amount of people that actually have post secondary degrees, whether it's in arts or whatever the fuck you want to say, there's so many people with post secondary education. There's it it seems like I know so many people with fucking at least bachelor's degrees, some with master's degrees, some with even fucking PhDs that are looking for jobs. Just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like it, it's not, it doesn't seem like it was like 20, 30, 40 years ago where you got a degree and instantly you had a fucking job. Now it's just like, you have a degree that, that means something you can get a better job, but at the same time, like, and it also, it also interingly sets up, in a, sets up a system for people who, and you literally can just keep going to school for your whole life, you know. Yeah, like you can become I'm a professor, a professor. Yeah. and like yeah, I, I and, and kind of plan to. Yeah, and you can kind honest. of fund your education once you, once you get to like a PhD or, a, or sorry, a master's and a PhD level. You can kind of like fund your education in a roundabout way. Just write a school. book that no one will read. Like, like you getting a job that's that's crazy. But even aside from something like that, it's like you can. You know, like fucking my friend Jake is being a TA and he gets paid, you know, a few thousand bucks for the year to just do that. And that just goes into his education. So if you love school and a lot yeah. of people do just fucking love going to school and like writing essays and doing papers and giving so, lectures. Know, I've, I've and, talked to know. a few people lately who who have kind of like completely broken down the stigma of of. Uh, yeah, there's one in the bag there. Or oh, thanks. A couple in the bag. Um, I got a shitload over here, too. <laughs> you got a lot there. Um, that have kind of broken down the stigma of not having a post-secondary education in terms of living a fulfilling life. Like, when I was back in Edmonton, uh, I've got a friend who, him and his fiance, like, she's doing some kind of, like, mid-level accounting thing. He is a mechanic. And they're two really, really smart people. And they they pursue their education in the things that they want to learn. They go on the internet, they read books, they're... they're they're well-educated people, but not in the you know the the general way that like you can say that you have a piece of paper that says you're educated. But he works in a fucking trade. He works in a trade, and I remember growing up thinking like, I never want to be a plumber. I don't want to be a fucking welder because like I'm just gonna be a dumb piece of shit. But like you can you can be a person who is still concerned and interested in in furthering your own knowledge without chasing that piece of paper. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just coming from somebody who doesn't have a post secondary education, like trying to, I don't know, rationalize it. But I think it's possible. I know a lot of smart people who don't have post secondary educations, who are making decent livings. They're gonna they're gonna be okay for the rest of their life, but they're not in debt. They're making money, and they're just learning the things that they want to learn, not through professors. You know, like I I think that's entirely possible now in this day and age with free education online. Yeah. Well, that that free education online or through, uh, you know, alternate educational yeah, institutions yeah, exactly. is is uh, those kinds of things are are having a renaissance yeah. now. Uh, I love the Frank Zappa line. It's like if you want to get laid, go to college. <laughs> education, go to the library. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. But uh, I do. I think that uh, we are entering a point where the Bachelor of Arts 
is dying, yeah. which I think is a double-edged sword because right. the problem is what a Bachelor of Arts is now. Right. It's this weird thing where you're supposed to go and somehow like declare what it is is going to get you a job when yeah. you're done. And so it's dying because it doesn't get you a job when you're done. Yeah. What, what it does what, give you is the proof that you spent four years trying to do something. You know? Right, right. And, and just like... And apparently, just so long as you get that exact number of credits, yeah. you're worth yeah, exactly. you're worth shit, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you fall three credits shy, you're, you're not, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I think what should be the case is that there should be some kind of free education that is a general degree. Right. Not just in the arts, but uh, an extension of your uh, high school education sure. that is general and is still multidisciplinary. Yeah. And then at the end of that free education you should be able to specialize. But I think this whole bachelor it's specialized an ass degree backwards is, system. Like as archaic that's exactly what it is. It's backwards. It should be you get your free education and, and you then get decide. it and you yeah. don't actually get yeah, exactly. You yeah. don't get to decide until you're done with a secondary degree. Yeah, that's the that thing. You finish yeah. and is is multidisciplinary and then you and then are pick your that's that's the advice that i hear from people and what i would pass on to anybody who's younger than me is just like try everything yeah just try you don't know what you want to do that's totally fine try off everything be a fucking photographer be a fucking <laughs> marine biologist yeah. and find out what you hate doing and you know by process of elimination or just like or discovery mm-hmm. you find out like oh this is what i like this is what i like as, yeah. as through actually doing shit you know i don't know I'm not in a position, nor are either of us, to re-sculpt our society. But well, there's there's this incredible uh, scholar who actually went to I forget where he's from in Canada, but he's Canadian and he went to McGill, um, and his name is John Ralston Saul, and he he did a Massey lecture oh, okay. called yeah, The yeah, Unconscious yeah. Civilization, and he talks about how the 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 university as we currently know it and as it's been for half a century almost is a corporation it's yeah. this thing that is part of the business world that churns out professionals and that's actually not what a bachelor of arts or a bachelor's degree i shouldn't say of arts but a bachelor's degree institution should be it should be something where after high school you go and you and are you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in this higher level where you just you live the student life and all you do is you spend your days learning and then you spend your nights writing researching studying and then you you finish that and then you're able to then decide what it is you're going to go into professionally yeah. and that might not be a degree and that's it's really weird because it is set up in that way for the churning out of professionals or whatever. But people get out of that system what you're talking about anyways, you know? Like, it's it just becomes about, you know, I'm having these experiences. I'm, like, getting to, you know, mm-hmm. meet professors. And, like, look at yeah. fucking our friend Matt Banks. Like, he, you know, didn't finish his degree, and it was, like, this whole sort of just part of his life that was probably more about him getting through his own shit than anything you mm-hmm. know and or and it's like for me too like i got into university i did two years in university and i took from it what like i loved which wasn't even shit that was from my own fucking school it was doing theater at the school next door that oh was really God. giving my education sidebar i didn't yeah and andrew cameron as a freshman <laughs> 
is one of the best people I've ever met. <laughs> really? Yeah. This oh, has nothing to yet. do with education. No, I didn't know him yet. Oh, he, he was a gem. Aw. Yeah. And I never would have thought. I never would have thought. We were getting away from the conversation. I, I, I recognize that I'm taking us away from no, 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 it's good. figuring it's all out exactly how to structure uh, <laughs> the educational system. Yeah. But Andrew Cameron was just like this enigma in the, <laughs> in the cast of this play that we did. You're talking about Angry Men? My third year, yes. 12 okay. Angry Men. And he was the only Concordia student, I think. Yeah. The only non-McGill student, I believe. Well, in the whole th- McGill no, theater... Bring the, others, bring the mic closer to you or sit fucking far, man. In the Sorry. whole McGill theater community, there was always these Concordia students who had sort of passed through. Like, there was Nora, there was McGregor in the Henry right. year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's always, like, you know, at least one or two in any given year, you know. So, I don't know. I felt like I just was, like, sort of... But yeah, young I want to hear about it. Like, oh, what, what's, the, what's the deal? Well, he was just this dude who... Uh, you know, we were all cast in this play, and um, we all got there, and we were just like, you know, who are you? Who are you cast as? <laughs> and there was this one guy who was there just in his glasses, and was we were just like, there was no question who he was. He yeah, was. no, I remember the, literally the first time I met Matt Banks, he walks up to me uh, outside of... Um, it was like the, the classroom that's beside the cafeteria in SMU where they were having the callbacks and yeah. Matt and Steen were walking together and he just walks up to me. The first words out of his mouth is hello, Mr. Four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He Classic. was his character and we, yeah, I mean, we just, I feel like we he's had, always his character somehow. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. He is. He's always, that's more friends. a testament to yeah. the guy as an actor though. Right, right, right. But, it was just, it was weird <laughs> meeting the character and the person at the same time and oh, right. just having a very hard time dividing them. <laughs> in a way, I always want to do plays that way where I don't know anybody in the show before I do it. Right. In a way, that's kind of the best way. Right. But and also, also doing shows with, based on their with people you know is also great. But, you know, there's a certain joy in the discovery of getting to know people through a play. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. For right. Like fucking uh, Amanda. Um, what's her name? In Glass Menagerie. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Oh my God, Ingrid! Ingrid, Ingrid. yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know who she like to me. No, she was like that though. Like I had seen her in uh, Steel Magnolias, and she she played the daughter. I don't want to say anything else yeah, in case yeah. I give away what happens in that story because it's actually to the millions of a people great listening. play that it's, is it's magnificent. Magnificent, but uh, I you know I saw that and I thought she was great and I had a great time seeing that play. Um, but when she stepped into the audition room for Glass Menagerie, it was, you know, there had been a lot of great Amandas, but she just was that character and I didn't really know her. And I just really felt like I was just looking at Amanda and that, that was, she was great. She had the Southern draw. She had the whole no, thing. Yeah. I, I have never been able to separate Amanda from her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I still haven't that. since like, I ran into her a couple of times after the show was over. Yeah. You run and into it was her always just, just like that way. She speaks. I, I forget where she, she's from somewhere in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah you know, she, but it's just, there's something about that nasal quality. In yeah. Her voice the nasal, that that's is, what it is. The quality yeah. of her voice Holy and just shit. her sort of, just her like, sort of like, she always like looks away. She has this like sort of lilt to her. Yeah. And, but what I was going to say though, is like, and this goes along this line is like to me and this is what 
I the, what really always reignites my passion for doing theater and plays is like getting to know people through a play right you know mm -hmm. like even in this show right now we have this uh assistant stage manager named nimra who's a uh, first year and she's just like just just such a fascinating person hmm. who's like and the kind of person who's willing to just like surrender to a play and just like awesome. say yes to it and awesome. just be in it Even always just brings ASM. out the coolest parts of themselves right and like offers choreography for like we have to do this weird series of um uh, like sex tableaus as if like they're <laughs> fucking but the way that they display that is through a series of like crazy frozen <laughs> moments in time and she's a gymnast and so she did this crazy thing where like it's like this almost Kama Sutra-esque thing where like I'm holding her by her legs and like out front and it's this crazy <laughs> pose that, that she just like suggested she's like wait I know how to do this and she does this crazy fucking the gym, gymnastic pose and we're like this is the fucking most hilarious thing ever mm -hmm. in terms of like a sex position I hope you can you, see you, this are, we, are you gonna still be in town when it goes up no, no he, I'm gonna have to just come to her Saturday might be the day yeah um but and then tech the, uh, and then for triple crown and then that's it or after and then she isn't that Sunday we we ask her to submit a bio yeah. for the program for the play and she just like gives this illustration of it's beautiful a girl just like taking her skin off and there's this weird skeleton underneath like a, a skeleton like a like a the roots of a tree yeah or it looks like it's like her like nervous like system thing, underneath yeah. it or something like that yeah. and it's just the coolest thing ever and it's just like. Shit like that doesn't happen in anything else besides, you know, doing a play or any kind of like sort of creative yeah. project where everybody's really into it. But, but man, it's like every time I do a play, it's just like you get to know people in different ways and you just get to like play around with your own it sounds like really horny and pretentious but you just get to play around with like your own humanity and so the shit, that, the sh play. And the shit that like play. makes you who you are yeah. is like the shit that is brought forward and that's what you need to do a good job with the play is like all of the details about your life that are like sort of idiosyncratic or interesting or weird right. and if you bring that to the character then that's what brings the character alive and brings the story alive it's like that's the coolest shit to me see what continuously impresses me is that like there's enough people who are interested in theater who don't want to be directing or acting they just want to be involved so the, here's where you get your stage managers your lighting technicians right, right. Like, all this kind of thing like i, I don't know I, like for me it was like <laughs> i wouldn't be involved with theater if i wasn't on stage or like doing something creative like sound i don't i, I would never volunteer my time to be a stage manager but there's people out there who do it and they do a really fucking good job because they're really involved. They care about it. Like that just that that blows me away that there's people out there who want to do that just to be involved with theater. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, well, I actually I ran into uh Johanna today. Really? Yeah. I, I run into her uh, on the street often. Yeah, I ran into her today and uh it was funny cuz I caught myself when I asked her like are you doing any plays? Which I realize is something that I ask of people who usually act or right, right. direct. Um, but I was just like, wow, yeah, for her, like that is her craft in yeah. the theater is yeah. being a stage manager. Yeah. And uh, she and the way she kind of responded and was like, well, I'm taking a break right now. <laughs> and blah, blah. It sounded like somebody who acts and plays, but this is somebody who does this work that is like and it's just as important that's the thing like you see them in the in the playbill you see them as like okay johanna blah 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 blah, blah stage manager or whatever 
assistant stage manager, whatever. But they're it, they're fucking invisible to the person in the audience. Right. But to somebody involved in the play, integral. Like th- there's no way that a play could go on without a stage manager or without like a a costume designer or something like that. Like it's so fucking important. Don't I know it? Yeah, you fucking know it. I definitely yeah. know it. My God, man. I remember so many sleepless nights being like, because Alyssa had not uh, properly stage managed. Yeah, that was her first one. And I was just like, fuck, you know, I'm not the kind of person to remember all these things. Right. And like, I was so stressed out about the fact that I'd gone with somebody because I like knew somebody who knew them and so on. And I was just like, well, shit. And because of that and all the stress that came along with, you know, going with somebody who wasn't like a pro or experienced, I really got to learn firsthand what it's like to see somebody uh, (laughs) like just be a star as a stage manager in the same way that somebody just becomes a star as an actor. Did I tell you about uh, the date that we had? No. (laughs) Are you talking about Lissy G? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Was she so, was, a, she, was, she was so actually like, sorry so to bad. backtrack. I'm sure you just talked about this, but she actually fucking blew my mind as how good she was as a stage manager. That's literally yeah. what I was just exactly talking about. Exactly. I, I was said. saying that basically, but you know what? Watching Lissy G it, fall into, or not fall into, but come into her own as a stage manager during that play and the, how, how stressed out I was. And the beauty of that was though, is she was a management student, right? Yeah. And that was the kind of shit that she loved. So it right. makes sense that she was really good at it. Well, but she was a cultural studies student who minored in it. But also the fact that you can just deal with, like, theater <laughs> bullshit is so impressive. But it was just weird because most people have, like, an experience where, like, they they really, like, they risk something with an actor. And then the actor, like, comes into their own through a role <laughs> or whatever. But for me, that was really... I mean, we, I went through that a little with Ingrid, but that had nothing to do with Ingrid's acting. It was more just like how much she could inhabit this older Southern woman as a young, like chill Massachusetts girl. But the the person who was really that, like, like when I did my first play, I was just this like idiot from California who ended up doing, doing a, a role in a Shakespeare play. And the director and I like had a really special relationship because he really felt he he risked it with me over like a couple of guys who were more qualified right but he didn't feel it and then he just like took a took a chance with me and then we built a really special relationship but i did sorry didn't build- i just have to make a tiny segue martin just responded to our like group lunch meeting <laughs> and he says i am also down to dinette as i have not dinetted before i, I just <laughs> great. saw this so great good. but anyway for me it wasn't an actor that i felt that way about it was Alyssa it was my stage manager yeah. like it was this girl who I felt like I took a risk on and did you know her before I had hung out with her once maybe twice okay. it was did like at Caroba wasn't it or what like how yeah did, yeah it was, like she yeah. applied for it she auditioned for it no like, she walked right up to me uh around the time I was like applying or not even applying, but about to get to the point at the beginning of the school year where you have to like solidify who's on your crew, right? Right before you start to decide, you know, through auditions yeah. who's going to be your cast. You have to decide who's on your crew, and uh, I had left it up to the theater huh. le- because I didn't know somebody who stage managed. So I was just like, "Yeah, just tell me who," because that's just something I know nothing about. I don't know how to pick a stage manager. So they were going <laughs> to give me one, and they had just decided 
oh, I forget who this girl was, but she, they had actually just told somebody that they were going to be my stage manager. Uh-oh. And then Alyssa came up to me at Gertz or something. And she <laughs> oh was like, God, I'm Chelsea's friend. I just got back from Australia. I know you're directing this play and I want to be your stage manager. Boom. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck who <laughs> has all the experience and who yeah. gets recommended by the theater. Like, that means how do you turn somebody down who just comes up to you and yeah. says, like, I want to do this And job. that's huge yeah. in terms of, like, a philosophy of how to approach any job you want to do and I just do anything. You just, like, it. show up and just, yeah. like, show how committed you are, you know? Yeah, and it, it just ended up being the perfect call because yeah. nice. it, she just... she that is exactly what she had yeah, was she initiative and drive and just like the unrelenting ability <laughs> to just like tell everybody what was and happening exactly. what was crazy like, about i'm just going to make this yeah, happen boom. what was crazy about that th- as well is like i never had any moments with her as an actor where i had those like mo- where moments where you're like you have to like sort of tell the stage manager how to deal with like a rehearsal you know in terms of like telling them like when to read lines to the actor or like when to speak up and when to like not give your creative input yeah this and that it's like i'm saying the script wrong just give them a little just give a note and say it after you know there was none i never had any problems with that with her which was incredible you know she was always just a professional and just like knew you know the right way to approach every sort of moment i found as an actor i don't know about how it was like with you as a director i wouldn't say she knew it in some well she knew it but it wasn't through a theater context it was through like a personal context yeah it was she was just intuitive and and knew how to everybody the way it was she just knew how to manage she just knew how to run things yeah yeah Yeah. anyway how was your date with her uh, so bad i I told you i told you this story right a long time ago but oh my god so it was, there, there's so much wait wait like, wait before you uh, go into this sure. <laughs> Clara wants to come here she says your phone is out of service can I it have is. her call your phone yeah and yeah. what's your number 514 513 <laughs> whoa 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 yeah G- make it with your hands here don't record this shit <laughs> zero <laughs> just Zero. fucking write it down somewhere man don't don't just, announce this <laughs> Here, yeah, just, just sign the rest of them sign the rest of them uh 514 okay there you go so i don't know there was so much weird shit that ended up going on in this like in our little tech booth one of these was a date with uh lissy g and so i took her to benelux like I don't like, know. As if this matters. Like, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just come on, whatever. Like, no, I just, I really, to be, to be I cool really want to hear this. So I took. Is her Claire to, coming on the show? Uh, no, but uh, I guess she's coming over, and then maybe we'll go out or something. Yeah. Um, she'll, she'll be in the end of the show. Oh no, yeah, okay. I, and I want to show her uh, the track that I laid down with her. Sweet. And uh, so yeah, we went to Benelux, and uh, I had a couple of gin tonics, and she had I don't know what the fuck she had, but anyway, it just. Have you ever been on a date that just was... I thought you went, like, went to see a oh, movie shit, or something. dude. No. What? Clara's outside right now. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. let her in. She, let, special surprise guest. Yeah, surprise guest. That microphone will pick up two people. Uh, so anyway, it was just... Went to Benelux, had some drinks, and just like it didn't gel. Have you ever been on a date that it just didn't fucking work out? I've, I've been on those... Not that, but like I was already on weed brownies. <laughs> so like I was just like not 
in the right kind of mood to, to be talking. I've been on those dates, but I just power through them in the hopes that I'll have sex with them. Yeah, it, that's what I was thinking too. But like, it got to this point where it's just like, this is not going to happen. And so like, I walked her back to her place. We walked home and like, we were slipping on the fucking ice and got her to her door. And like, she leaned in for what I thought was a kiss, but I went in for a hug because I was really fucking high on edibles. Like a dummy. Edibles fuck you up, Like man. a dummy. And I just like hugged her and was like, <laughs> goodbye. And, uh, oh, and left. But you know what? The weirdest part about that fucking play was the the Colleen fucking story. Have you not told that on the podcast yet? No. You really you haven't. Should I've, I? I've thought, yeah, for sure. Okay. It's the funniest story oh ever. Oh, my God. Okay. So where do I even start? So this is the, the same play that we're talking about, Glass Menagerie. There's a lighting designer. Her name is blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Maybe I said it. But, uh... Every every time they would, like I would get there early for a, for a show or early for a rehearsal, I'd go to Gertz, which is like the bar downstairs at the at, at McGill. Uh-huh. We drink and we drink and we drink and we get really fucking drunk. This one girl liked to get really really drunk and like feel me up and touch me and like I could feel that she had a kind of a thing for me. Didn't want to deal with it. So anyway, one time she got really really drunk and. Uh, I went to go meet my friend Kyria at Gertz after, I don't know, I think it was a night at work. And so I went to meet my friend at Gertz. Uh, by the time I got there, she was like really pissed. She's like, no, we're going home. Don't like, fuck this. We're going home. Colleen's like passed out in the fucking student union building. Like, we're just going to pick her up and we're going to take her home. And so <laughs> what I thought we were doing is like, we got in a cab. I thought we were going to drop this girl off at home and then go home to my place, which is me and Kyria. Right. This girl ended up missing her place completely and coming over to our house so i was like okay i'm going to bed good night guys i'm going to bed shut my door i didn't lock it but i shut my door and 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 just like curled up in bed i hear my door open and it's this girl she's like hey sorry i was trying to fall asleep on your couch I was like, okay, we'll go. Didn't the cat pee go, on the couch? Well, that's the fucking problem. I was like, just <laughs> sleep on the couch. Like, the couch is great. It's very comfortable. She's like, no, it smells like cat pee. I was like, fuck, it does smell like cat pee. Okay, well, she's like, hey, can I sleep in your bed? I'm like, yeah, okay, one sec. Let me get dressed. So I was like, okay, if that's not a sign that, like, I don't want to have sex with you, like, I don't know what else is. Like, I'm going to get out of my bed. Put my sweatpants all my over clothes, my long johns. Get back into bed and then just, like, <laughs> spoon the wall. Like, I just, like, fucking face the wall. She comes into bed and she's, like, starting to grope me. I'm like, like okay, okay this is, like, ass. weird. She's like, hey, hey, like, what are you doing? Are you gay or something? Are you gay? You've got a girl in your bed and you're not, like, you don't want to fucking touch me? I'm like, no, no, I just, like, don't want to do this right now. I would like, really love to have... Colleen on the show to tell her side okay, of the story. Okay, you said the name. You said the name. You, so said, anyway. you said it like you said it. You said it like five did times. I, did yeah, I just yeah, say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay, whatever. So Colleen. Anyway, so I was like, okay, well, no, I'm just not doing this right now. We got a lot of beer, by the way, Claire. Um, Yo, uh, welcome, okay, Claire. Well, we haven't even got to say her name. Rowan, Claire do you want to do you want to bring the uh, the mic down a bit? Just in the middle of you two. Do we have an extra set of headphones? Yeah, we do actually. I have my fucking Beats or whatever. Oh, we have those. Perfect. So anyway, um, Clara we'll Jones this in a second. is in the uh, building. Here I am. Check, check, check. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if the headphones actually work for. Miss cool. Uh, 
Yeah, you might have to do it without headphones, to be perfectly honest. Sorry. Wait, yeah. wait, give me a, a second. Anyway, so what it came down to is I just said, like, hey, I'm not doing this right now. She's like, what do you mean you're not doing this right now? Like, well, I'm just not having sex right now. She's like, what? What do you mean you're not having sex right now? I was like, well, I have a sex addiction. Um, I, I'm a clinical sex addict. And it got to the point where, like, basically the only way that I could refuse having sex with this person was by saying that I'm a sex addict. <laughs> and the funniest part about this story is, like, it ended, she left, she went home. But she apparently spread this story about me around McGill about the fact that I was a sex addict. Who did? Alyssa? No, Colleen. Oh, Colleen. And so I remember, like, Dan, Dan Boys, um left me his dog for a while so like him and i had an interaction for, panda for, for, panda screwed the dog and no i didn't screw the dog no 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 no, no, no. It, it wasn't that bad but um, it wasn't because of the sex addiction it was just a really 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 cute dog <laughs> it was very cute she spooned with me all the time it was great no she was the best spooner believe me actually but, uh, truth i remember like i i went to meet dan at mcgill one time to to go home we were gonna play some music together he's like hey yeah isaac told me like to watch out for you man like, what do you mean watch out for me he's like yeah apparently you've got a like a sex addiction it's like oh okay yeah and i just fucking went with it so i think yeah. there's multiple people who, who went to miguel who who actually believe that story which is claire did you really just leave me a funny. voicemail yeah it's probably about two minutes long yo andrew give me Whoa. back those headphones i'm gonna try to make those I didn't realize work i haven't hung up what's up claire were you talking into the voicemail no how oh. you doing i'm good I'm I was good. supposed to sleep at Clara's house last night. But I slept as of 7 p.m. Wait, what? I went to bed. I was supposed to meet up with them for drinks, but I did not feel good. We're so going to have like, a sleepover tonight, though. Yes. Not that kind of sleepover. Don't worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Rowan's not a sex addict and anyway. I mean, Sinead's fine with it, no but Matt, <laughs> just keep stay what, what would he say? He'd say, I cut you. That's what he would say. Like, no, he'd be like, how was the, uh, the, the drummer, the drummer meetup? Oh, good. Good, yeah. good, good. He, uh, super creative, like gave us a folder of samples that he's like been working on and we were like, fuck, you're awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get these headphones. Would you like to hit the uh, Jamaison? Yeah, the Jamaison is uh, is actually doing pretty good right now. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry. It's the Jamaison. It's a it's a fine French liqueur. Oh. I get it. No. No. Okay. No. no, There's like three fingers left. Driving. Yeah. You guys should. We've got no headphones for you, unfortunately. That's okay. I'm a pro, as we saw. Pass it. Did you say? Yeah. As we saw last Saturday night. Don't I splash it. Don't need oh, any yeah. kind of sound check. Pass it. Don't splash Talk, it. Whatever. Why are there no headphones? Sorry, I just... Because there's a lot of things I have to do on my computer to figure it out. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I've been here for far too long. Clara. What? The boss. Did it work? boss. So good. Can you play it right now? I love Can I play it right now? Yeah. I love it. I just like... I don't know. So the listeners know what we're talking about when we... Should we? We're hitting I'll the uh, the three hour mark. So I uh, think actually, we're hitting the one hundred and sixty five minute mark, which is almost three hours. Okay, well we're close enough. I think it's it's time to give the listeners a treat. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, okay, yeah, you want to hear it? This is a song about how much uh, Evan and I love uh, each other. It's tr- it's really true. Actually, Sorry, you know what? Dog. Our headphones are plugged into the main out, so I can't actually play it. But um, oh, no. I feel like give we're them, hitting... A- give them an acapella gist. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we worked for like a serious like 34 minutes on this today. That's a long time. That's true. No, seriously, I've never laid down a track in such a short amount of time. Like well, you are a one, to be one track wonder. It was beautiful. Thank you. It was she's amazing. A, she's a professional. In bed. It's true. It's true. Um, but you know what? At this point, like we're almost told at, a one track wonder is a good thing. It is because you just or one you take wonder, one, one take, take wonder. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, one track, not even one <laughs> hit, just one track. Just one track. <laughs> just one track. <laughs> it wasn't even a hit. It was just a fucking track. Sorry, <laughs> but we're uh, no Sorry. seriously. We're like Sorry. we're coming up on three hours. We could end it, or what do you want to do? Um, do you have um, some music to play? Yeah, but you know what? Exactly what I want to play, right? Uh, our melody guest room. Yeah. Sorry. We fucking put together a guest room. I mean, I I think that's a great way to end it. So so sad you guys are coming. If you've got one that's like building up, you'll play it next. I know. I know what you guys. I I know. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Three part harmony. So anyway, the, our, our tradition, the way that we end the podcast is like somebody takes their phone and they put it up against I'm the mic. I'm sad that we're ending and it And then right I blend now, in. Well, I we don't have I to know. I mean, whatever. One second. I'm also sad. Well, we can also just hang out without it being recorded. That's not a problem either, right? I know. <laughs> but there's a, there's a magic to the headphones, right? <laughs> it's true, except Clara I not love the it. resonance. It's great. It is. It's really great. I can hear you in my head. I wish you can hear me in your head. Do this. Maybe I can. Okay. Yeah. Put it a little closer. So what we do is like we we put the phone into the mic and then I blend it in into post production and so it blends out the show. This has been a really emotional podcast for everybody. Everybody here. Yeah, this is really special. Thank you so much for coming in, Rowan. Um, this, this has been such incredible. I'm just so glad that we made this happen. Like yeah. honestly, like uh, this is so fun. Yeah, it worked uh, out. I just want to like. Right I just want to. This music makes me just want to speak slowly, <laughs> like quest with a lot of emotion. You know, I just like to kind of just say that like you guys are like my, my true friends. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Right? Like my creative, my yeah. creative work over the last little while. So, like you guys. Anyway, thanks a million. Thank this you guys. This is the end. This is the end of the fucking recording. This but is this is the same this time. Is the this is not the end, obviously. <laughs> so glad I got to be here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome back. And welcome, Claire. Our, our, Yo, you our, should come on next week. Three. This could be a preview. Wait, not I next week. We have, uh, anyway, sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. For, thank you guys so much for uh, having me. Of course, man. And thank you guys for any other letting, like you know, doing this on a Thursday. Yeah. I know, I know it was a little weird. It was a little it's weird honestly, at first. Honestly, it took some getting used to. But the fact that you guys still had me on a Thursday means the world to me. Of course. Girl, I'm gonna have you on a Thursday. I just wanna take time with you. Let's go, Rooney. Shut up. And then it makes me silly. Thanks for tuning in. I love you.